couldn't make it today, unfortunately. Okay, what happened? I don't know. I don't know. I think I saw him driving the other day, though, so he at least has mobility. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Kills me. <laughs> His gameplay kills me. Because <laughs> you can never quite, it's right on the cusp where you can never tell whether he's just being ridiculous or if he actually intended to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the best part is at the table, the only person that knows that is me and him. Alright, so we've made it downstairs. Yeah. So last time on To the Basement. A lot of things ensued. Uh, you guys ended up uh, segregated by the end at different places. So, therefore, uh, here we are with just the two of you. Um, so we'll just recap your section since everybody else is in other places. Uh, you guys survived the encounter with the Kelpie. Um, she successfully figured out what it was. You uh, managed to not drown, mm-hmm. and courtesy of Paul's thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yakim saved you with the bubble uh, and then transformed into a log which you floated on until uh, Lilith and presumably Vital <laughs> vamped out to, to see you. However, uh, Vital, not understanding the concept of concentration or magic, uh, splooshed right into the ocean. As far as you know, he's out there floating around and uh, you guys, with Lilith's help, were able to Bamf back into Candlekeep, uh, where mm-hmm. you determined the next course of action was going to be find the journal uh, using locate object that you had given to Wyron to gain entry into Candlekeep in the first place. Yes. Uh, so having cast that, you did pick up a signal, uh, which seemed to be coming from mid-level of the library in the direction of the ocean, but you know it can't be in the ocean because your spell only works up to a thousand feet. Uh, so you were making your way down to the same level as it, uh, looking for the location of it. Yes. All right, and that's where we'll pick up. What would you guys like to do? Can I still hear it? You can still hear it, yes. Yes, I'm just going to follow it, I guess. Okay, so making your way down the exterior spiral staircase, uh, you get down to what approximates the, mid, the mid-level of the library. Um, and as you start to kind of descend the staircase a little bit further, uh, you notice that the signal starts to get a little bit weaker, um, indicating that it is at that, that middle platform, okay. middle level of the library. Uh, so approaching the center of it, you do notice it to be getting stronger. Uh, anything you want to do? Um, what do I see? Like, can I see? Yeah, so it's the same layout as the rest of the library. It's a... Uh, big wide cylindrical uh, floor with bookcases lining the outside of the entire thing minus where the staircase is and there's just a railing that runs down along where the staircase descends uh, along the outer edge similar to the way that it does in a lighthouse. Um, You can see straight through up to the very very top of the library which has the glass ceiling uh, casting natural light down there. Uh, The bookcases are a little bit shadowy because they're right against the wall um, and go floor to ceiling. There is a ladder that you can kind of move around uh, affixed to the wall. Uh, There's also a couple of uh, tables or pedestals, if you will, in the center of the room that are devoid of books currently, but look like that's what they would be used for. There's a spot for like a candle to be uh, lit 
Um, but other than that, it looks like every other floor of the library. Okay. I'll go, I guess, and we'll see if I can, like, pinpoint where it is. Okay. Uh, so, moving around. Uh, so, uh, Yakim, you watch as Drela sort of following this sound that really only she can hear, um, is sort of moving one side of the library to the other, and you eventually do, on the far wall, uh, directly across from the staircase, you pinpoint that that is where the sound is the strongest. Okay. And I can't, can I see the journal or wires? Uh, no, it, you're looking at a, like a wall of books, floor to ceiling, wall of books. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> and I can, it's, I'm pinpointing exactly like it's this one specific bookshelf. It's uh so the bookshelves line the entire thing so it's more it's, it's more of like around. an entire yeah okay. it's it's like a continuous bookshelf that's divided by these um like just upright supports so they're almost like built into the wall um like it's a depth of maybe a foot so you have the the books are stacked with their spines facing you so you can see them um nothing any different than any of the other library walls okay. um but you've narrowed it down to this one it's maybe eight feet wide and it's floor to ceiling about uh 12 feet of just this is the general if you move left or right you notice that the the pinging kind of dissipates a little bit but this is specifically what you're looking at so i'm going to tell uh Hakeem, like between here and here i hear it so like with me like say looking in that area do i notice like any books that like might be off so it's like i can really sure make an investigation check. holy thing okay wait let me get my calculator <laughs> y'all know i don't like to jump oh for fuck's sake so quick <laughs> a seven okay um looking at each of the uh like rows of books yeah. um you notice the like the titles like this section uh, does seem to be devoted to uh, studies of interplanar um, like travel or accounts or fictional stories based, but it seems to be all be organized in that. But none of the books strike you as like if you're looking for like a lever or something you can pull. Um, you don't see anything that particularly sticks out to you. Um. Did I yeah. use any time in that last episode to read to, to in the interim to read that entire like long? Uh, not that I know of. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't much of an interim. You guys were floating on the ocean, and then you bamped back in, and you it's now you and Lilith and Drela in the uh, center chamber of the library right now. No, no time gap there. So, I don't know a whole lot about Lilith. What skills does she have, or how? <laughs> does anybody know a lot yeah, about Lilith? I, say, I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. I don't know much about Lilith. Lysadia and Celia would probably be the ones to ask about her. They said she did some things that killed her dad or something in the book. I would ask. She's a seven-year-old. Right. She appears to be a seven-year-old. <laughs> like she's just at the moment she's just sort of like looking around at the books and like occasionally pulling some of them off the shelf and like looking at them if they have no pictures she just sort of throws them back on the floor and then continues on kind of like looks at you and puts them back on but they're facing like the wrong way 
<laughs> so I can't hear that noise. What? The ping? That no, that's Drayla can hear it. It's her spell. And if, if I were to ask Lilith if she can hear anything or if she's getting any senses of what's going on, anything that interests her in this area of books. And she says, what are we looking for? <laughs> journal. Tobus's journal. Tobus's journal. We're, we're looking, looking for wiring. We're looking like for somebody's happen. journal? Yeah. We're looking for like a diary? Like a diary, yeah. It's got people's secrets in it. Is that something you'd be interested in? And Bill's like, smile. And she's like, I like looking for things. Can I see any like books on the shelf that like might interest me? <laughs> uh, make a, an investigation check. I'll talk to her later. Eleven. Eleven. Um, there's some that like in. If you had more time looking at them, you'd be like maybe like if you just a passing thought that might interest you. Um, you see one catches your attention um, about uh, the same plane that Rook had said she was from. Um, and then you see another one that uh, is titled uh, Evermeet, uh, like a subplanar existence with a question mark at the end of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Is there anybody around that would notice if you're spots? Uh, it's a library, you're allowed, and you guys have a 10 day stay here, so you're allowed to take the books. <laughs> so, wait, the book one is we'll Rook? It no, it's um, or it's Shadowfell. It's a, like a theory of Shadowfell or mm-hmm. what have you. And then the, uh, the other one is Evermeet. Mm-hmm. And then. Colon, like semi colon, and then it says a subplanar existence with a question mark. <laughs> can I take both of them? Yes, you can. Okay. So, what does this journal look like? Because I haven't seen that journal. You have not seen that journal. Big journal, small journal, mouth. Jen knows what it looks like. Small. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not very big. <laughs> It has some odd writing on it, doesn't it? What does the writing look like again? Just scribbles to me, right? In the book, yeah. yeah. It's just scribbles. It doesn't look like anything. I wonder if I have an entry. I wrote it out somewhere. Can I see if I can find it on the shelf? Uh, told us his journal? Yeah. That's what you're looking for? Yeah. Uh, make an investigation check. <laughs> you do. Okay, <laughs> not these ones. Not these dice, no more. <laughs> you do not see the journal uh, on the shelf. After the description I've been given, I take a look and see if I can <laughs> Sure, at a disadvantage because you've never actually seen the book before. And the. Description of it being small with scribbled writing on the inside is very, very big. So we've got an idea of the area. Yeah. Alright. At a disadvantage, so you gotta roll a second time. Twenty. Seven seventeen it is. Uh, no. <laughs> looking through all of the uh, books methodically on the 8 foot by 12 foot shelving unit in front of you uh, you are quite confident that Tolvis' journal is not on that shelf 
you're hearing a ping. I'm saying it's somewhere in this area. Yeah. Pretty sure it's not in this area. Uh, is there anything about the bookshelf that's different than the rest of them? Make an investigation check. Like it looks structurally similar. Ten. Ten. Plus one. Eleven? No, you got seven. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you spend a great amount of time after you've looked for Tolpus' journal. Drayla is sure that she can hear the ping coming from here. Um, so with renewed effort, it takes you about 20 minutes. You guys are getting a little bit frustrated. Um, but you do notice on the third shelf up that there is a book that has accumulated what looks like less dust and also appears to have fingerprints on it. I pull my book. Okay. So, um, with that, uh, the bookshelf <laughs> creaks a little bit and moves backward into a void space, and there is a chamber behind it. You can hear Lola just like excitedly clapping behind <laughs> you. Secret rooms! <laughs> I know, kid. <laughs> I'm stoked, too. Yeah. Okay. Are you both going in? Yeah. All right. Taking the list with you? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> All right. So the three of you uh, walk into this uh, space. Um, it is candlelit, similar to the rest of the library. Uh, however, there is no, there's no daylight in here. There's no windows. Um, but there is, yeah, there's candelabras on both sides that are, are well lit. Uh, sort of a warm space, and you immediately recognize that it is an office. Uh, though a, a fairly large office, but circular, similar to the rest of the tower. Um, neither one of you recalls seeing this from the outside profile of the uh, of Candlekeep. Um, given where you are, both of you have a pretty good sense of direction. Given where you are in the library, this space seems like it should not exist due to the structure, theoretical structure of the place. Um, so the ceiling is quite high in here. Uh, there are more shelves of books. There is a large desk in the center uh, with a chair. There are also a table uh, on the back side that has several books laid out on it, some of them open with uh, bookmarkers in them. Um, there is an ink and quill jar on the desk, uh, lots of writing materials, um, there are some chests along the one side of the wall, and strangely enough, uh, on the right-hand side you see a table that contains um, like a glass jar that looks like it has seaweed in it. you're implying make an investigation check for it and while he's doing that i'm gonna leave him to it and go and look at the books on the table that have all the markers in it and see what try and see what okay yeah. marking. 
whoever this is. Ten. Uh, so as far as you can tell by visually observing it, in all likenesses it looks like seaweed. Similar to the seaweed you've seen earlier in the day. Healthy seaweed. See, what do you need? Sorry. Mm. Four-legged friend is having a malfunction. Is she okay? Yeah, she just wants whatever's on the table. She hasn't wanted it in months, but now it's important. <laughs> There is literally nothing under there. <laughs> there is nothing of yours underneath that table. So, womp womp, little dog. Some books on the table. So, on the table at the back, um, you have four very large tomes laid out. Um, the first one, looking at it, uh, it is not a language that you recognize. Can't we look at this? Do we recognize what this is? This language? What do you speak? Do you not speak Dryad as well? Oh, maybe Sylvan is Dryad. Um, okay, yeah, you, you can't read it either. No. Can I take it off? No. Yeah, I don't want to hear. Go on. <laughs> I'm sorry, taking things. <laughs> well, I well, I don't want to take it. I just want to see if there's like a way I can kind of like write it down so I can show maybe the other people maybe something that it is. So okay. Like on the front of it. Um, so flipping the book over, there is no uh, insignia or anything on the front of the book. Yeah. So. Does well that speak? Anything? Mm -hmm. Oh, good question. Can read it. <laughs> Did not see that one coming. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> the DMs and stress. <laughs> okay. Um, Fucking right. <laughs> ask Lilith if she'll read it to us and or bribe her with something. Uh, I just asked Lilith if Lilith can read something. 
Uh, and she walks up and looks at the book, and uh, and it kind of takes her a second. And she, you can kind of see her like putting her hand on like the page, and uh, and she says, "Yeah, I can, I can read this." And, uh, and she says, "Do you want me to read like this, this page?" Sure. Uh, and she says, "This, uh, it says." And she starts to, I'll paraphrase what the actual language of it says. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yep. A lot of curse words. So she says it, it talks about a, a place that's really nice um, where only one kind of being lives and they guard a portal that can go to all these other places. Guard a portal? Yeah. Do you know specifically what the place is called? And uh, you see her kind of like looking through like all the symbols. So I can show you what the language would look like. Um, you know what the book itself. The, the book doesn't have a name. There's no name on the cover of the book. Um, so here, I'll show you. She said they protect the portal? They protect these beings that are all of one kind, protect a portal. That goes to all the other places. So this is what you're... To the all life. other places? Like yeah. the oh to all the other places. So that's what you're, that's what the book is written in. <laughs> what? Why the fuck? Can you tell us what language it is? Uh, and she says, uh, she says it's the language of the, the very, like, she says they're very st strange looking people. <laughs> and she says, I, I met one. When did you meet one? She says, when I ran away from my dad. Was this before you met everybody else that you went with you? Yeah. Did she ever mention what did these people look like? Can you describe it to me? And she says, they're like, she says, they have, they have pointy ears like yours. And she says, they're long, pointy ears. And they have greenish skin like sea lions. And she says, but they wear, and like you, but not as, and like... <laughs> But not as green as yours. Different green. Sea land green. <laughs> and she says they have funny hair and they wear a lot of fancy stuff. Does that sound like the race of people I heard less than I was early? That's a pretty big description. And she says they're they're kinda like lean. She says they're kind of like skinny, kind of like Yakim, but shinier. They, and she says, no, they don't look like that. Rook looks different. Who had this other, like, green, shiny skin? Rook's is, like, pale. Rook almost looks albino with, like, a greenish undertone. Yeah. What would be Brax's shiny? No. Brex is like pretty pale. <laughs> what else does it say? Um, and so she's flipping through the the pages, and it's kind of taking her a minute. And you get the impression that a lot of the words in the book she's unfamiliar with, and she's sort of like just picking out the words that she knows. I mean, she has seven, so some of the bigger words she's not going to know the meaning of. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and she says, it just, it talks about the portal and how to go from one place to another place and back to that, that first place again. Does it say anything about how to get there? It's talking about the first place. <laughs> She's silent. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say it's like teaching someone how to use the portal? And she says, yeah, kinda. It, it explains like the symbols and the things that they mean. And she says, and there's a, she says, and it talks about a, like a cube, like a square that lights up. And she's kind of like pointing at the one page and says, she says, it says it lights up like fireflies, but different. Does it have a picture of this cube in there? It does not have a picture. Do you know what this is describing? Well, we just, we're looking for a puzzle box and that's what we opened. What it is, I don't know what that is. Did you open, did the puzzle box ever get opened? Well, we looked at it, but we didn't, yeah, we looked at it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we looked at it. And opened it? Yeah. What's inside? It's a puzzle box. It's a cube. Did you try to roll? Did you try to make a cube inside the box? No. You're requiring someone else to make me a cube. Who were you guys requiring? Um, one of the mages here? Yeah, the Archmage. Did you have a saving to uh, no, it was taken. Okay. And I was on the spirit quest for that one, and he took it. I have an idea who I believe took it, but... You care to share? Yeah. Well, I mean, it could be a number of things. Like, Gagson did have a kobold on him, which he was told by Rook, apparently steals stuff. Then there was Yana, but Yana helped us take it in the first place, so I really don't believe it was her. And the only other person that I can think of is Cal. Well, maybe she helped you steal it so she could steal it easier for the spirit keeper to take it from. She's still with us? No, she departed. She left. Yeah, you were there when she departed. Her and the Spectre went back to right. whence they came. So for... Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I didn't remember it from her. Is there any... Does the book say anything about how to get to this place? Like, if there's a place that we can get to, we can, like... So you guys want Lilith to keep reading? Yeah. Okay. Um, so you see her kind of like going through more of the symbols and you can kind of see her flipping through the pages. Presumably most of it's something she doesn't understand or something. Mm -hmm. And she just says, it's a lot of numbers. And then she gets to a page and she says, uh, she says, you, the, the place, the place that this is talking about, she says, it's, you can get there by ship or by magic. Does it say the name of the place? And she says, uh, it, it doesn't. She says, not in a way that I can understand anyway. Could you send me that? And she's like, it's, it's not like that. <laughs> Are there like, like, um, 
like bookmarked in this stone this page don't uh it was open to the one page and there was a like a bookmark resting in it and then that that was really all that was in this one and what page was that the one that was open originally okay well, what information came from that one uh that it was talking about a portal that connects to all other places Does it give directions on how to get there by ship? Or what kind of magic to use to get there? Um, okay, you can let her keep reading if you want. And then I will let you know in a minute when yeah. she's presumably read it. Yeah. Uh, Call it <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing great, Willow. <laughs> well, I should read that back and see another one. Because it will work. Um, so, as she keeps reading, and she says, they, they mention green a lot. Like, green. She's like, like, green like the skin color of these, these people. And she's like, or like, she kind of like looks over, and she's like, maybe? And she says, and it's like, she says that they, she says, as best as I can explain it, they call it it's like a, a green island. She says, but it's not it's not here, it's somewhere else. But here. It's in and she's kinda like making like this where she's like, It's not here, but it's here, but somewhere else. Okay. Like here in Faerun? And she's like, No. Like a different plane. Yeah. So the only way to get to the place that we can search all the other places is not this plane. She says, no, you can get to it from here. You can go by ship or you can go by magic. And there's no, but there's no directions or maps or instructions on how to get here to there by ship. I'm assuming it has to be a magical ship. And she's like, I'm magic. Do you think you could use the magic that you used to get us from the water to here to get us to that island? And she says, I, I can't today, because I can only do it once a day. Mm-hmm. And she says, and I've never seen that place. Yeah. Hmm. There's no name on that book. No name on that book. But if you would have seen it, you'd be able to get to there. Yeah. Does it have, do you have to be there? Or do you just see a picture of it? I can see a picture of it. I've done that before. There's no pictures in this book, right? It's a boring book. There was other books on that table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I flipped through those. Is there any references to Uh, so you're going to what the next book on the table? Yeah, all of them are included in this book. Okay, so that one's that one's written in common. Um, so you, there's four tomes on the table, so you guys can read the second book. Um, start cruising through the books. Mm-hmm. You're hovering. Okay. <laughs> uh, so make a. Since you're hovering, make an investigation check. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like actual investigation. Yeah. 
actually ever. Oh my god, eight. Okay. These are cursed. What? <laughs> <laughs> cursed dice. Here, do you want the do you want the definitely not Halrus dice? No. Are you sure? Maybe. Okay, here. I have more upstairs. Yeah, I, I haven't get. tried my I haven't tried my moon. I have one word that I'm gonna try. Okay. Try those and then if that doesn't work I'll give you the not Halrus dice. Or my church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to you though. <laughs> um Okay, so as you watch Yakim flip through the book, um, so you can just see uh, this book, written in plain English, seems to be a account of uh, a seafaring voyage that ended up in a lot of, uh, like, sounds like a lot of natural disastrous things. You're just picking out paragraphs of, um, like, the sea flaring up. It seemed like every time they tried to cross a certain point, something bad would happen. Yeah, um, and it's just sort of an account of that, and as you're flipping through the book, Drela, something does catch your attention. Uh, it's the word Mert. <gasps> Mert! <laughs> okay, what does it say about Mert? Uh, he just seems to be referenced several times as an individual that's on board the ship and is potentially captaining this ship. And just gives a description of him as being like a heavy set gentleman. Say where it's going. <laughs> this ship? It does not. It's it looks more like a uh like ship's log that's been transferred into this book from somewhere else. The pages don't look weathered, it looks like it's a, a transcribed version of a ship's log. And does it say in like in it where they went exactly and stuff? any key details on like which points they ran into disaster it seems to illustrate that under each of like the day headings uh they would it would just explain like there was either a severe northern wind that brought ice there was uh like large like waves that nearly wrecked them there was unknown shoals of rocks that it was basically untraversable and when you get to the last entry uh it just describes them turning, like, turning back. Does it say, like, is there, like, like coordinates to, like, which direction they were going? Negative. On where this happened, I don't where they set out from and the direction they were headed. You don't have any information regarding that. It seems to be, like, there's no beginning and there's no end. There just seems just to be, a, there's a first entry, but it's obviously not the first entry of the voyage, and then the last entry which appears to be when they've given up. Useful. Is there anything that's all that's <laughs> in that second tome? That's all that's in that second tome. Are there any other tomes? There's two more. That, I, that are common or that are legible? Uh, that I can understand? Sure. The next one over is also in common. Do you even have titles? Uh, the second one doesn't have a title. The third one does. Um, the third one is titled uh, Polymorphs. Why <laughs> hate this fashion so much? Are you kidding? This is what you've always wanted to do. You've always wanted to like go Skyrim and investigate everything I give you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so true. I love it. <laughs> it's gonna be anxiety, man. <laughs> Um, so going through that one, uh, I'm running ahead too, so you don't have to keep 
No, I'm going to sit and listen. I'm going to actually sit somewhere that like kick my feet up because I'm going to be ready to just relax. <laughs> uh, so polymorphs uh, contains uh, basically a description of what sounds like a wizard and their assistant experimenting with the idea that you can polymorph using the polymorph spell, um, transfer things that are human into things that are not human um, via the spell. So you've got uh, them changing a like a local tavern girl into a rabbit and then changing her back and then just an account of her not being able her being able to perceive events but not being able to do any of the speak or humanoid things that would happen. Uh, so her she could remember everything that happened, um, but just had no ability to have input. Um, so to you, Yakim, it sounds very similar to when you turn into a plant. Yeah, it sounds like very a very similar situation. Um, and it just uh, illustrates that the polymorph spell has a finite timeline and they can't permanently keep people in that form. And they theorize that it might be possible with a higher level of magic. Um, they were also experimenting with the idea that you could polymorph things into, um, things that you had never seen before. But there did not seem to be a whole lot of success with that. Do they go into more detail about attempts to turn things into other things? Or more just objects into people who aren't objects, or... Um, so yeah, they essentially were attempting to imagine something. There's even a couple of like crude drawings of things that are like hybrids of like a rabbit and a goldfish and they were attempting to polymorph someone into this, uh, with little to no success. Hmm. That's all that's in that one. The spell itself is not in there? Okay. The polymorph spell? Yeah. Is not in there, no. You can't wonder. It's useless. Yeah. Throw this in. I'm going to pick up the fourth one and I'll try to listen to it. I'll read it to you. Alright. Well, I'll try to. I don't know what language it is. So the fourth one uh, is titled The Feywild and what it contains. <laughs> yep. um, so in this is what seems to be a ranger or similar's uh, full account of what the Feywild would or does contain as per their adventures into it. Uh, it is unclear how they managed to get to the Feywild in the first place, because um, Drela, you are aware that it's a different plane of existence. Um, <laughs> I have not done that yet. Uh, so there is a description of 
like the whole <laughs> the whole Feywild. Um, so there's descriptions of fantastical beasts, um, such as the displacer beasts. So a lot of what it describes is animals that are imbued with um, some magical ability, some subtle magical ability. Is Manticore I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Um, so they're the the very like strange animals um, that you've unicorns, Pegasus, yeah, things that you sort of don't see commonly, but occasionally get end up over in uh, the material plane. Mermaids. No, mermaids aren't fae. Yeah. So as you're kind of gathering from these books, uh, it appears that someone is doing a lot of research into uh, possibilities um, of what could have maybe caused this phenomenon. Vicky, do you know where Kelpies come from? You didn't know what a Kelpie was up until today. Yeah. Or no, you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, you you don't know where they come from. Mother, do you know where Kelpies come from? She's like, what's a Kelpie? Remind me where you came to search up more jokes. What does it say about Kelpies in this? It does not contain anything about well, Kelpies. I'm aware of it. I'm allowed to use ID creature names. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, they massive animated CG Godzilla humans form as well. Those who drown foolish and choose for anything in their next life. Those who live to be big Kelpies will live not near the water. Not near water and land. Ghosts who will occasionally help us swim. Who knows when we will arrive at a Kelpie and ask to convince them how to use the water to make the Kelpie appear as a Kelpie. I still have to trade charge with them and I'll drag them everywhere. <laughs> Life storms are every time we created by an elemental consists of water, meaning their power is found in the forms of cold water. While at sea, sailors often tell the annoying story of Kelpies being created by Medusa to help protect their reason. Yeah, but I'll take questions. Just goes on to uh, like talk about more fake creatures. Um, you can see there's like a description of like uh, fairies and pixies and the differentiation between them. Um, yes. Is the seed in the jar a piece of a kelpie? You can investigate it further. Investigation check. Is there anything else on the table like writing? Maybe like it's not a desk and there's nothing in there. Have you learned anything from? Thirteen. Uh, on the desk, there's lots of writings. Thirteen. You're gonna go. What do you want to do with the kelpie? Seaweed or not kelpie seaweed? I run out the door, shut it, <laughs> leave them in there. There's no water in the area that we're in right now. This is a jar full of water. Was in a jar full of water. I mean, I'd like to try to talk to it through the jar. There's no like. 
So you open the jar. Yeah, you open the other stream until you uh, talk into a jar of seaweed. What do you want to say to it? Uh, all about the seas. I have to get this place to start his head. You just, uh, as you try to, try to talk to it, um, you see it start to move a little bit in the jar. <laughs> Response where it says ocean. It's just a keen peering into this jar of. It's talking back to me. It's from the ocean. Are you originally from the ocean? Are you originally from the ocean? Yes. Because yes. Good idea, bad idea. Put it back. Check. I wondered if you were going to go there. <laughs> Fucking investigation is the worst one. Oh my fuck. It's seven. It's seven again. All right, here you go. Yeah, I feel like we should snake eyes these sevens and just make it like a 21. <laughs> I know that she's not. I'm in distress. I like. These are all good operating at, <laughs> operating at peak performance. <laughs> Alright, you metagaming pigeon come down. <laughs> can I, uh... Just hang on. Just hang the fuck on a second. Seven, seven still does something. Right, but I was yeah. going to say, I could cast Guidance and give her a plus d4 on a rollability check of choice. You, you gotta do it before she rolls for it. Yeah. Okay. Alright. Uh, so... Looking the book over, um, not finding the ranger's name, you get a little bit frustrated and flip the book closed. Um, yeah, with that, 
at the bottom of the leather-bound tome, you can feel that there's like a like an impression in leather, mm-hmm. um, where you would suspect an author's name would be. Uh, so brushing it off, you can see the dust highlighting, and you can actually read the name of the ranger. Uh, Who is it? I'll spell it out for you. No. Oh. X E N. A. P H. O R. Previously, <laughs> was Xenophor the wizard in the tower? Negative. The fuck was Xenophor? <laughs> God damn it! Where are my notes from last time? You might have to go a little farther back than that. That's the only clue I'm giving you. Xenophor is Mary Bellamy. Nope. And that was the fourth tome. There's no other objects on that. Desk, anything that looks like it's been used. The, sorry, that was the back table. The desk. That's the the desk. That, so you would turn around, and the desk would be right there. Is there anything? Drawers in the desk. There objects? are there are drawers in the desk. I start rifling through the desk. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, make an investigation check and specify what exactly of interest you're looking for. Just like more books, letters, <gasps> correspondence. <laughs> I, think she fa- I think she found it. Motherfuckers! Nay! 20. 20. 21. I'll get you one for Christmas. Yeah, I'll get you a PC screen. <laughs> um, Alright, 21. Yeah, okay. So. While Drail is having a meltdown reading this tome at the back. And <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yay, sorry. <laughs> I am completely. The time has come. <laughs> you are just distracted. You are, yeah, you are wholly consumed by just investigating the contents of this desk. Um, so, starting with the right hand set of drawers, uh, you find that it's a lot of writing supplies, uh, like additional inks candles, things that you would expect to find in a, a desk. Um, and then with, with the, do not, uh, okay, all right. Yeah, like, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 1d6 poison. <laughs> so it tastes squiddy. Um, so... Anyway, uh, it's mostly just writing supplies, and, like, you attain a thorough, like, account of how many are in the drawer, and there does not appear to be any hidden compartments. The bottom drawer is full of parchment paper for writing, um, nothing of really any interest there. Uh, at the top of the desk, um, you see there's a few bottles and vials, some of which contain liquids, some of which have nothing in them. Uh, there's the inkwell and the feather prescribing. There's the uh, like the paper with notes uh, written on it, um, and they just seem to be shorthand notes uh, in common um, that just read like uh, like Kelpie, possibly human, possibly polymorph, possibly like just speculative notes that look like they're taken from like surmising all of the things that are on that back shelf. Uh, in addition to that, you find a small leather-bound journal. 
on the desk. I read it. You open it and you look at it. You don't recognize the language. There's nothing else on the desk of interest on the left side. Uh, left side contains. Oh, all right. Um, there's no center drawer. There's no center drawer. Um, uh, left side contains a series of uh, precious stones and crystals. Um, are you taking them? I mean, I'll take them out of the drawer and put them on top of the desk just to clear whatever else is in there. Okay, how are you putting them on the desk? <laughs> Carefully. <laughs> Okay, you've okay, got. Okay, so okay, so you've got uh like some of them are about yay big, some of them are uh like closer to baseball sized, uh one of which is like very dark purple in color and appears to be cloudy on the inside and it seems to be in more of like a a diamond, uh shape, um. And there appears to be uh, some other ones that are opaque, uh, more of like a reddish brown tint. Uh, and then also in that drawer, you find uh, a bag. Gems, gems, like the jewels, precious gemstones. No. 
no. Not from what she's described. No. <laughs> no. There's only one gem that I know of, and that's the moonstone, right? And then, what is the what is it that uh, Rex has? I I own stone. Yeah, I own a stone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have it. Yeah. I own a stone. Yeah, she did. Again, why you can't have nice things. Exactly. Um, so yeah, with a score of 21, you could not find these, so that's where we're at. Ooh. Yeah. I have to go upstairs and get them. They're genuine. <laughs> yeah, definitely. mistake. That's what they look like to me. Okay, so looking at these things that you just found in this leather satchel, um, they appear to be made of the similar stones to the larger stones that you guys are playing, like that you have found in the drawer with them. Um, you've got them out, you have them on the desk, um, and you notice in proximity to the purple stone that you're holding, uh, the purple stone that has that sort of uh, haziness in the middle of it appears to be emitting a very low level of glow. Ooh. Can I move the BS purple ones closer? To the stone? Yeah. Okay, it doesn't seem to affect the, the glowing of the stone at all. It's just so bad. <laughs> still, still about the same level of glow. If I looked at these, can I recognize... Do any of them look like the ones that are also on Osadia's arm? Yes. Can I remember which one? <laughs> Is order? Do, do you remember which one? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I feel like Jenna. Jenna. <laughs> Jenna. <laughs> Metagaming pigeon is cooing. I need it now. We're, me and Osadia are... I'm going to tell... Tell, telepathic. You are telepathic, Ooh. yeah. Do you recognize? Yeah, I'm gonna tell you that we we seen things like this in Thunderhome um, when we saw the Shadow Dragon. We? Yeah, like the whole group. The whole group. And uh, I believe some of these look exactly like the ones that are on Osadia's arm. I just can't figure out which ones in what order. I didn't really look that. Can I telepathically speak to Osadia and describe what we've just found? Uh, you can, uh, so, yeah, <laughs> go ahead, like, whatever you're going to say to her. I, we're in Candlekeep, in a lot secret room, library, and, she, and she's like, oh, hey, yeah, okay, uh, hold on, kind of busy right now, but, uh. This is more important, you just found okay. <laughs> She's like, secret room, I want to, what, I, what secret room? You guys went secret rooming without me? It's, 
we'll show you the room. It's super exclusive. Can I tell what he's talking to? Well, he's talking. Because uh, they haven't mastered the not out loud. Yeah, 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 right. Your clothes right. And pulled back in my head. Now we have Lilith, everything's okay. Yeah, we have Lilith, everything's chill. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, we found nine runes. Trayla says that some of them look similar to the ones on your arm. And she says, oh, oh. Can you describe the ones that are on your arm? Uh, she says, y- yep, uh, I can. It's, uh... Yeah, you're gonna have to give me a minute because now I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll roll today. <laughs> yeah. Are any of the other stones like if we move them by here look like glowing with any of the other stones? Uh, can you give me one thing at a time? <laughs> Forty things. You are magnificent. <laughs> you are capable of thinking everything that wants to. <laughs> I know. The answer is yes. As you manipulate the stones in different sort of arrangements, different stones that you have on the desk start to glow. Put all the red gems with the red runes. Hang on. Moving them around. While we're taking our time doing this, I'm going to tell Paul about my Moonblade. Okay. I'm going to tell you... Ah, fuck, there we go. Yeah. So. I was worried about how so Ocadia um, starts <laughs> relaying to you. Pretty much. <laughs> he started doing the fresh friends. And you're like, I need to create one for a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so she says, yeah, she says, on my arm, in order from like the upper part of my arm to the lower, so presumably the direction you would read it, she says, it's the one that looks like a weird F. What, is there a color in it? She doesn't have color. So, and she says, then the one that looks like a weird Y. Wait. Is this a weird F? Weird and that's a weird Y? Who the fuck looks like a Y? This one? Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I thought they were the same one. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. Go on. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and then she says, the one that looks like a weird P. And she says, and then the one that looks sort of like a, an upside down check mark. <laughs> so based on what she's describing, um, you guys realize that you may not have all of the same runes that are on her arm. Oh, nice. <laughs> I think we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough. Uh, and that does that change the glow of anything? Um, so you notice the way that you have it arranged currently, nothing is glowing. So to reiterate, you have the stones that you see, the, the carved stones that you see in front of you, mm-hmm. and then you have the, gems. the the large purple gem that's the same as the purple ones there, but it has some sort of like haziness to the middle of it. You have a white like quartz-type crystal piece. You have two reddish brown stones that are the same as those reddish brown ones okay. there. So purple haze, white quartz, yeah. reddish brown. And then you have like a gem-like green emeraldy type stone. There's two of the reddish brown? Yeah. And one of the rest? Yeah. And the purple one's larger. Everything else is about the same size. 
Do I see a book anywhere? Make an investigation check. You see lots of Nothing that specifically looks like it relates to this. There's nothing left on the table. Uh, there's nothing pertaining to this left on the table. So. That drawer, the left drawer, just so had that bag. Just had the bag and the rocks. Not empty. It's empty. There's no secret latch compartment. Like the 21, you would have found it. I have the journal that I found over to you. I asked if that's the journal that you're looking for. It's told us this journal. You yeah, recognize it. You seem to get pretty keyed out of it. Seeing the board. <laughs> yeah. See Happy splashy noises. <laughs> yeah. Seeing you, which I want to take that same if I can. Alright. You, you can pocket that. I mean, it's like this big, but you can have it. <laughs> pocket it. I'm just going to keep oh, yeah. fiddling with these stones and stuff. Okay, is there any particular way that you're fiddling with them? sort of together when you laid them out on the table initially and it emitted a faint glow. If I put it back in that position, start glowing again? Yep. These gems? Mm-hmm. Do these also have anything to do with them? Like, is this at all similar to what Rex showed me? In what, what did Rex show you? In what context? Rex showed you a lot of things <laughs> from the Garden Temple. Yeah. Is that what that is? This is, well, yeah, because when we were back at the house in Baldur's Gate, I took a screenshot of it, of what she had. Let me see what you got there. Just kidding. Uh, it doesn't, it looks like some aspects of the writing look like it might be similar, but not enough for you to confidently think that these two things are related. It could just be a similar style of penmanship. So, just if you show me how you're going to do it, then potentially. Okay, uh, you're having a, like, as you move them around like that, different rocks start glowing, and it's just, it's sort of like a haberdashery mess. <laughs> so when it was set up in the way that the Sadia had Nothing was glowing. So when you put them like that, the purple one is emitting very faint light. Just more indicating that something that doesn't change at all, uh, like that there's potential there, but you like you feel like it should be a lot brighter. I need help. Am I allowed to help? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I just put that back. And the purple one, the 
purple stone. I'm assuming you just have all the stones lined up now. Yeah. In no particular order. <laughs> Doesn't change anything. Wait, can't remember this. Doesn't change anything. <laughs> Nothing changes. Uh, the red stones start to glow a little bit as well as the purple one. No change. When you do that, you notice like it like it dims and then comes back to be about the same. <laughs> same thing happens with that. <laughs> so the green ones glow a little brighter when you do that. <gasps> Alright, so you note that it's faint, but everything seems to be uh, glowing, except the, uh, yeah, except the, the white cords right now. Yeah. And start searching for some of that. Are they on top of the desk now? Anywhere? Or you can see them? Make, make an investigation check, looking for more rocks. Oh, for fuck. Are you going to look for more rocks? Okay, go ahead. Concentration. So I touch one willing creature, that one support spell ends, the target can roll a four and add the number of rolls to one ability check of its choice. If you want to die before or after making the ability check, the spell then ends. Okay, so I roll just regular, right? Should I add mine to it as well, like my yep. investigation? And what that add? So you gotta roll a d4 and then add whatever you get to it. The triangle, the caltrop. Uh, seven. All right, you make a very thorough search of the room, and you find no more crystals, no more rocks. Hmm. Are you just sitting there staring at them? So Lilith comes up behind you, and she goes, what are we doing? We're trying to figure this out. We think it's a puzzle, Lilith. Do you think you can help us? And she's like, I like puzzles. Awesome. Does any of this writing look familiar to you? Or and she do says, you know any? And she points at the one that looks like the F that's pointed, like, upward. And she says, that's on my mom's arm. Hmm. Your mom's arm? Yeah, I'll say to you. Yeah, Wait, what? Like an adult. And Lilith is like, it's my mom. Yeah. Hmm. Should we maybe, do you think we should move it? What's the next one on your mom's arm? She looks at it and she says, it's not, it's not here. Hmm. Does any of the other ones look familiar? She says, uh, yeah. She says, the weird, uh, like the P, the one at the very end, looks like my mom's arm too, but then the other one isn't here either. Hmm. 
you can you read this at all for me? And she says, No. How about the stones? Can you explain to us? The glowy stones yeah. on the table? And she says those. They just look like rocks. Pretty rocks. And you just see her kinda she's like, Can I touch them? Yes. <laughs> you kind of see her like shuffling them around just like a, a kid would like she starts like laying them out in the row like you have them and then she takes them and she starts just arranging the just the rocks not the tablets mm-hmm. uh, and she just arranges them um, like from biggest to smallest and then like picks them up and then like moves them around and then puts them in like color order and then uh, she puts them in a circle and then uh just kind of like looks at you guys because you guys notice that now that they are in a circle, the white one started glowing. Mm. They're all very, very dim and they don't appear to be doing anything besides glowing, but placed in a circle, they appear to be glowing. Hmm. Is the circle like off to the side? Yeah, it's like next to the where you guys have the tablets laying on the desk. What if we try to put the stones like around it? Yeah. Around the tablets? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so when you take the stones out of the circle and place them around it, they're still glowing faintly, but more faintly than they were when Lalith had them in the. In the side? Yeah, in like the tighter circle. So it was like, so the upwards one. Lilith has them laid out right now. So the the purple one is at the top, and then she's got a red one, and then the green one, and then the white crystal at the bottom, and then the other red stone. So it's purple, red, green. White then red. In a circle. If we arrange these in that way, like change them. Mm-hmm. Does it change the rings or no? Doesn't change anything. No. Okay. There's like the F one in a space, so we don't have that stone. Mm-hmm. And then the P in another space, so we don't have that. And then the rest of them. Yeah, more or less. That was what Osadia described to you as her arm. Mm-hmm. So no changes in the... Hmm. Is there anywhere, like, in the room that looks like it could be, like, like a mat that if you set them on there, it would, like, work? Make an investigation check. No! <laughs> Ooh, that's uh, 16. Uh, you don't see anything that corresponds <laughs> to these tablets at all. Okay. Is there anything in the journal? Like, found a journal with stones. Well, you found the journal on the desk. You found the stones in the drawer. Mm-hmm. Found the journal and the stones together. Stones <laughs> <laughs> okay. Journal and the stones together. Is there anything in the journal? I can't read the journal. I can't read the journal. I can't read the journal. 
<laughs> it's like my biggest thing is that I was twelve in for a perfection. It's like you failed it. I'm like, all right. found runes like that anywhere. Like, there's not in... There's nothing in the room that corresponds to those. So if I were to look around for anything else in the room, there's, like, books on shelves. Yep. Elsewhere. I look at the spines of the books or the covers of the books. Do I see anything similar to that? Um, similar to the stones? Yeah. Uh, make an investigation check. Uh, there is a carpet, yep. I'm just going to by chance rip off the 19. carpet. If I can see if there's anything else. Okay. 19. You find nothing that corresponds to those tablets. There's nothing in the room that resembles the writing that's on those tablets. Uh, you're going to make a strength check. Yeah, the desk is sitting on it, so... carpet and it's just like ah. <laughs> like goes to pull it and realizes like the heavy oak desk is going nowhere presumably that in this fit of rage that I'm now starting to experience <laughs> I'm gonna look over at Yakeem and I'm just gonna say Yakeem do you know anything about portals? I don't think so. Do you know every, um, anything about Evermeet? Evermeet? Um, do you know anything about Evermeet? <laughs> How about a moon blade? <laughs> How about a moon blade? <laughs> no, so I'm just to say, because I haven't told anyone this stuff yet, but I was given my moon blade, I was told that there's a portal to a place called Evermeet. I don't know what the fucking purpose of me having this is, if I'm supposed to protect this portal, or Evermeet, or whatever, but they keep somehow reappearing. <laughs> And things like this. So there's talk of a portal. Mert. 
as a soul to just be a captain of a ship that took people to this place called Evermeet. <laughs> and the Moonblade's supposed to get what? Get you there? To the portal? Do you have that on you? A moon blade? Yeah. Yeah. I can't. It's it, a, I can't be apart from it. It's a giant fucking sword that she carries around. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm separated from a moon blade for more than 24 hours, I will die. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> First I thought this thing was a blessing, but now I'm starting to feel like it's a curse. <laughs> and Xenophore. Apparently, from Brax's note. One of the people in the blade, I guess. What is it? Their essence? What is their essence? Was in the blade, and he imbued it with one of these runes. One of these runes? Yeah, the runes that are on the blade. Michelle. Yeah. yeah they're, oh, okay. they're, they're, di- they're different. They're not glowing. Okay. Yeah. I attuned to my blade and I learned new things. Like my L shadow. Yeah. Alright, so you watch as she takes the blade out, and you, you notice, like, it's a very large, like, blade, especially, like, for the size of Drela, and she just sets the tip down on the floor, puts her hand on the top of it, and then, poof, a duplicate shadowy figure of Drela appears. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, to be honest, speaking anymore, and I haven't told many people about this information because I feel like if people learned it, it would be nothing but bad news for us and the whole group. And you watch as Lilith runs up to, like, your elf shadow, and she's just like, ha! (laughs) (laughs) And your elf shadow, like, (laughs) is basically literally shadow boxing (laughs) with her. She can distract. <laughs> Elf Shadow can distract Lilith from this conversation. Play with her. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that is a lot of news. News. Although I don't completely find that useless because I feel like all of this is meant to be something, and the fact that my Civilization is gone somewhere, and all of this information about different planes and shifting and existence and seems too coincidental that I happen to you happen to run into Bushmead on the road, and now we're here with runes and glowing crystals and books about portals to other places. Mm. I've got a Kelpie in a jar. (laughs) (laughs) It has to mean something. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the sword did. Where we first started off in the Garden Temple for some reason that place brought back Felt 
Where did you go on your school quest? Or your, what was it called again? Did you go? The invasion quest? I, it's on a mountain volcano. The peaks of flame. See an oracle? Where is it? See, the oracle disappear. See your, talk to our gods, do some drugs. Basically, it's just a rite of passage to pass on responsibility of the shaman of our tribe, the continuation of the lineage and protection over both our people and. Centuries, millennia. And it's scum. Hmm. It does seem like it's a different plane, but it's just drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, Megan. <laughs> so I was it's supposed to give you a vision of a distant place. Yeah. Um <laughs> that's what you told me last time, right? That'd be it. Not what happened the night of. No, not what happened the night of. Okay. Um yeah, I went down some like hole. Dark. Resembled the underdark. Uh there was like a black orb at the bottom and I tried to reach to grab it before I could. I just When you, yeah, when you touched it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or back. I could see, like, another archway kind of. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can shrunk in size, too. It's like my hands are in my hands. What do you think it's responsible for doing that up there? Disappearing across the dominion? It's gotta be somebody or something powerful. Is there anybody? 
powerful person. Usually do it. Long trip. Very long trip. You got to do. Typically, it's only shamans. Training to be. Yeah, I am one of the training ones. I mean, I don't know a lot about myself. (laughs) (laughs) You know nothing of like grass. Grass. just not told it because whoever's looking for my family is obviously very powerful and very dangerous and it's an interesting idea. (laughs) (laughs) Also because my name's like hereditary. I care very little. All I care about is standing with like all my people have done. Have you been to Mesro? Care. Area. <laughs> you'll care if this portal takes us to wherever your people are and somebody tries to stop us. That's where you'll care. All right, Paul. We keep breaking out of here. I'm going to force you to protect me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I really don't know the meaning of everything and I don't know why it's all happening. I just know that where the portal is located, it's a very, very dangerous spot to go through right now. Do you know where it's located? Oh, I do know where it's located. I'm not telling you, though. Why? Because. It seems very important to literally everything that's happening right now. <laughs> 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 Jen. <laughs> Here we go. That was a Patty and Jen dynamic. <laughs> I have information, I'm going to bait you with it and not tell you about it. (laughs) Yes. Oh, fuck. Okay, I can tell you whatever. But again, I need you to promise me you're not going to fucking say anything to me. What little thing do you know? She's still trying to fight your elf shadow. Is there a map of Fedorina? She could hear you. Um, 
Yeah, for all intents and purposes, you have a map of Faerun oh, yeah. for all the traveling that you've done, so. Um. It's the map's right there. Okay, so, Nikim. Let me just tell you what I know. Okay. So, this one goes in water, dude. And then there's Baldur's Gate, which we just left. We met Ethan when we met him. Mm-hmm. Well. So, you, why were you coming to Candle Keep? Because you were running away from the portal? No. Our journey started over here. We just traveled this way, Candle Keep, to get answers to the things we didn't know. Now we've learned more. <laughs> there's. <laughs> Baldur's Gate, we just met Cavill. I didn't tell you that story. But he raised his dad from the dead. His dad, can I say who I believe he is? Sure. Um, who I believe is Nanshu. Doesn't ring a bell to you. He's a powerful archmage, too, Nanshu. Pretty much. Write down my things over him. He's, yeah. He's yeah, he's the leader wizardly. of the They're pretty bad. <laughs> so far. But up here in Candle's Keep or Waterdeep, there's Oregoth, and that's where we learned some people ran into the Prince of Darkness. And there's the Comber, where apparently the Prince of Darkness is. But, and the Dark Lord, whoever that may be, these are all accounts by other people. But from my understanding, what to me it looks like is that there's Waterdeep, pretty much evil, evil, and evil <laughs> surrounding it. So I don't know how we're going to kind of get there without. And then there's that orb of interplane and melding. So if any one of these groups, whether they be working together or what, I believe they have the orb. That sounds. And I believe they're the ones that took your people. So you don't have uh, well, I've learned about bits and pieces along the way. <laughs> like this, I just learned. <laughs> I just learned that Cavill is a Because apparently, my ex is, or whatever the fuck he is now. The interplane or melding. That sounds, yeah, like our best bet. How long have you think people been evil? The last. I heard was I hope there's not people. Because if it's relatively recent. Five years since Oregon. Earlier this year since outside of Sakonda. And then five years before the Dark Lord of Sakonda. If I was to account what everyone said in their time. Uh, Give or take on the second one, yeah. It's been a couple of years for the second one. Yeah. Like you're you're telling me like Ares and Astra. That's the one you're referencing. Yeah. Like for the for prince, like the yeah, and Sikomber. Yeah, outside of Sikomber. Yeah. Outside of Sikomber. But yeah. they've been making <laughs> moves recently. Other than Cavill bringing his. I'm more interested in that orb of interplanar. Planar. Interplanar melding. Planar. 
Well, I believe Brad is the one responsible for that, but I don't doubt that he's either. I don't know if he's working with the centrum. Probably the cult of the dragon for sure. Maybe. Have you I mean, seen the sword? No, Brexa. She's gone. Does it sound like the word that sounds like hallucination? Spirit spirit? I've never seen it. I don't think Brexa described it, did she? Yeah, she described it to you. Yeah, the, the first time in the temple, in the garden temple, when <laughs> she was, when you guys realized she was a person, she was yelling at you guys for taking her stuff, and she was like, do you have an orb? Did she describe it as a black orb? Yep. So you may have seen the orb of interplanar melding in this vision mm-hmm. that you went on. I would think so. But what does that mean? Does that mean that it's there? Are the hands that I saw, in fact, the hands that have it? Was I looking through something else's eyes? Would you know? I don't <laughs> think I would know. I can interpret a little bit of that hallucination you just But I can also, I can just guide you to see what you're going to see. But uh, <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Can guide me. Yeah. We can do this again. I mean, yeah, if you're up for it. If you have nowhere, if you have nowhere else to be. Now that I know a little bit more. Oh boy. Oh boy. Can I assume my blades quick before we go anywhere? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's up to you. If you you are in a presumably safe place currently. Uh, you know a little bit more about what's going on. I know a lot more. Okay, <laughs> I do want to see my blades out to Xenophore. <laughs> Whatever that was. Uh, <laughs> my attempt at. <laughs> Can I attune my blades? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I want to go on this. I want to figure out. Like, we need answers. Yeah. And so far you came, you're the only one who knows pretty much what I know. It's kind of nice telling you. <laughs> and I kind of feel like that is very Which exactly what's happening with me right now. So I would also like some answers. Now that I know literally anything about what's happening. All right. Is there anything else that we need to do? I'm going to take my before place. Or you just get totally... Right. You're gonna attune your blade? Do I have to take the thorn off again? I, I don't know what you two are doing. <laughs> yeah. You gotta take are you, the Are you getting oh, high? Not or? again. Okay, I'm attuning my blade first, so I wanna get Okay, so you're gonna do blade attunement. That's what we're we're doing. Yes. Okay. So we're gonna pause and order Indian then. And uh, and then we'll do some, no, <laughs> and then we'll do some blade attuning after uh, after we get some food. Perfect. Sound good? Sounds great. All right, we're gonna pause. Oh. oh. Okay, we are back, and clicky uh, <laughs> clacky. So, um. 
you decided that we were going to attune your blade. Yeah. That's, that's where we're at. We decided we still want to do that. Yes. What does that mean? Your guitar? Yeah, I guess it's very good. No, I just need peace and quiet. So. Okay, well. I mean, <laughs> shit happens. I can I hear outside? Like, I don't know if we're when I'm doing it, like, or am I just so in the zone? Oh, you are in the zone. There is no getting me out of like, it. Turn into a ficus. Yeah. You're turning into a ficus? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, right. man. This is going to happen. Okay. You just, as you're uh, about to sit down and uh, withdraw the blade from the scarab that you have for it, uh, lay it across your lap, you just look over and there's just a, a leaf rustles and you see where Yakim was standing. Ficus. Perfect. Yeah, Lilith is kind of like, whoa. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> She's just over there, like, touching the leaves. <laughs> she's like, well, if anyone comes in here, just wake me up, okay? And she's like, okay. Yeah. Be careful doing it. And she, like, watches, like, you've sat down on the floor cross-legged, so she sits down on the floor, like, cross-legged next to the, the tree. <laughs> she's so cute. She's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> <Ficus>. <laughs> Um, all right, so assuming the normal position that you do with the blade across your lap, mm -hmm. uh, you close your eyes and enter the familiar state of meditation. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm doing my because I'm already doing some stuff. So you feel the falling feeling. Mm -hmm. uh, everything kind of clouds over and goes dark as you open your eyes uh the first thing that hits you is just the intense heat of wherever it is that you are uh you can feel it kind of wash over your uh exposed arms and face um just this this hot dry heat uh opening your eyes uh you can see that it is the cavern that you're in is dark but it's lit by what appears to be um sort of like an amber glow from below and the way that it's moving it mimics uh the movement of fire mm -hmm. uh as if it was sort of like a and presumably either something burning um though it doesn't smell like burning it has more of like an acidic stone lava type smell to it mm. uh yeah, so sitting, you appear to be sitting there at the end of a uh, large island of rock that appears to be above, uh, sort of like a channel around it, uh, where the pit of lava and or fire would be contained. Uh, it's not high enough that you can see it, you can just sort of sense that it's there with the odd ember kind of floating up into the, the darkness of the cavern above. Mm -hmm. uh, on the stone slab, so it's about 60 feet long, um, by oh, 30 or so feet wide and uh, it's sort of in like an island like long shape no real corners um, at the far end there appears to be a humanoid figure uh, and there appears to be several pillars of a like mostly dilapidated type structure that was sitting on this uh, this sort of central piece where it looks as though maybe the edges have dropped away off of it and that's what's leaving just whatever it is that you're sitting on there, which appears to be stone in nature. Hmm. Uh, 
as you're taking all of this in, uh, you hear a voice, and it's very familiar to you, and it just says, Drill, this is cool, where are we? Oh, God. <laughs> no! <laughs> Looking to your right, you see Lilith sitting on the ground next to a ficus plant. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh oh. <laughs> what are you guys doing here? Do I feel the warmth as well. You do. Alright, so I turn back. Okay, so where you are, uh, make a dexterity check. I don't want to be here. Terrible <laughs> man choice. I was just being a ficus. Well, you don't want to be here. Twenty. All right, so thankfully, if you turn back into uh, Yakim, uh, you're standing, like, on the very edge of this stone uh, sort of plateau that you guys are on. Um, and below you, as you come to be you, looking down, you can see a 70 or 80 foot drop into what appears to be a lava-type substance that is aflame. And you're able to just get your sense about you and reel back from the edge so you don't slip over. pass through the central uh, like, like pillar ringed uh, sort of area mm -hmm. and then to the far end where you see the figure standing uh, standing with presumably by his stature uh, a male fitting for how warm it is in there. Um, and you notice a uh, elaborate tattoo running down the one arm he has. Uh, and on the other arm, you notice he has a um, single leather gauntlet that looks familiar, um, and you'd know it to be uh, something to land like a bird of prey on. Hmm. And he's got long silver hair, uh, thin pointed ears and very uh, like typically stern elven features. These are insane. I'm gonna pull out the tome. <laughs> Can I pull out the tome? 
Where are you pulling it out from? I don't know. My pocket. Wherever I stuffed it. It was a giant pocket. <laughs> giant pocket. <laughs> I took it. <laughs> I have it. Is it with me in here? It is not with you. Ah. Alright, well, I'm just gonna say, uh, hello, Zephyr. And he smiles, and he says, hello, Drell. Am I in earshot of this one? <laughs> no, you're about 60 feet away. <laughs> <laughs> Negative. Nipple. <laughs> 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 Don't laugh like that, right? <laughs> that makes me concerned. <laughs> 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 Alright. Do you know why, Ren? Zephyr goes, uh, can't say that I do. I found a tome you wrote. And he says, well, it's nice to see that the things that I made are still around. Yeah. Is there anything in particular I should keep an eye on in there? <laughs> in that, which, what book did you find? Uh, the Feywild, and what it contains. Mm-hmm. And he says, it's a pretty self-explanatory, uh, explanatory thing. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> I got a shrug. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Let's do this. <laughs> Get to it. He says, uh, he says, I'm concerned to see that the Moonblades trials have lost your interest so quickly? <laughs> uh, no, I think they're fine. I just don't know what what the whole reason for all of this is. What is it for? And he says the it, he says the, the moon blade? Yeah. And he says it's a it's a rite of passage in order to wield all of the things that we who came before you learned. I feel very honored to have all that, but I'm more thinking about this portal. Do you know anything about it? And he says, hmm. The portal was Ireland's domain. Will I ever get to see her? <laughs> Rosie. <laughs> Rosie has her back. Who you are in this, Rosie? Um... And he says, if you successfully pass everything, I imagine seeing her is in your future. She is, in fact, in the soul. And he says, have you not seen her? Well, I've seen her, yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know why there's no other room. And he says, that came after my time. <laughs> Great. Anything I should be concerned about that you knew of back in the day? There was? Oh, this whole time? Sorry. Okay. Was there another one in there? Yeah. (laughs) Is it the one from Osadia's arm? Are you sure? Yeah, it's the Pidan Checkmark one. (laughs) I thought there was another one in there. Anyway, uh, he sort of, like, looks to the side of mm-hmm. you, and he says, I see you've brought friends. I really don't know how that's, that uh, That's new. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know how that happened. They just appeared. I go, whoop, and can't pass without trace. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's plus ten to every stealth check, so that's cool. And silence radius behind you, making you and your companions retreat. Masking me and my companions and protecting you. So he can still see you. He's looking right at you, but he just can't. No one else can hear you. Just great. Perfect. He says, "You keep odd company, Drayla, but very hot." No, I was very bushy ferns, so the Lilith. Okay. In a completely magnificent. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so he says, So, and he says, as you probably well know by now, he says, This is a bit of a trial by literal fire. Yes, I am aware. Yes. So he, uh, he says, I wish you luck. Uh, and he, uh, pointers? <laughs> yeah, he says, uh, this is something that is, uh, like an elemental task for you. And as he holds up his arm that has the gauntlet, you see, uh, this beautiful bird, um, and at first you think it's just an optical illusion, but as it lands, it has the appearance of a, a phoenix. However, it's the tips of its wings and the end of its tail have just this beautiful fire that curls out from like a yellow to a purplish blue. Uh, lands on his gauntlet. And with this, uh, there's a flare of the fire where Xenophor was standing. Oh god, what is Xenophor <laughs> You can... No feel the uh, stone that you're standing upon start to shake and this uh, <laughs> 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 this uh, hot breeze rises from up uh, like underneath of the stone platform and uh, curling up over the edges of it are just these fiery type fingers uh, and pulling it in this like sort of strange humanoid form pulls itself up over the edge from the magma below uh, is this horned creature made of fire let's roll for initiative <laughs> like he has to roll too everybody that's involved has to roll you got a 20? Plus your, plus your initiative is 25? Yeah. All right. That's what your master symbol is, right? That's a couple. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's not one. Yeah. 11. And then you have Okay. 
So you are within like your movement of it almost every single time. You got 13. <laughs> you got 13? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 13 hits? So it doesn't manage to avoid slightly. Uh, so it takes half damage. Okay. Okay. So. So it's going to take six. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, 15? Yeah. Yeah. So that's half. So. Oh. You're asking me and you're judging me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shut up. Points of damage? No, 12. Oh, oh to hit. Yeah, so I got... 16 was the... What? Yes. 16 was what you rolled to hit? Yeah, so Okay, I, so that hits. Yeah. And then 12 damage is what you got? Yeah. Okay, okay. alright. So that's... You... Yeah, so after the first strike, you move around to the other side of it, and with your... Uh, the speed of the blade that you have, you launch another set of strikes at it. This time it doesn't... See you move it that fast, and it takes the full 12 of damage. Alright, where do you want to go? Um, this time is last. It's going to be 15. Is that a range with a 10 at this time? Okay, so you can move back about 15 feet. Okay. Yeah, okay. Alright, uh, so it's now going to take its turn. Uh, it's going to turn to face you, Drayla. Uh, it's going to move up next to you, and 
it's like oblong, it's kind of like this. And then in the center, there's columns, and some of them are broken off. I'm going to move as far back as I can. Not like right to the edge, but behind one of those columns. Okay. Uh, do you want to hide, or...? I'll take cover behind one of the columns. Okay. All right, and then you've cast uh, protection from energy on mm -hmm. yourself? Okay. All right, Drella, back to the top of the order. Um, can I use one of my movements to call out yeah. my health scabble? Sure. Okay, so I'm going to call that lady out. Okay. And then I'm going to attack it again with my moon blade. Okay, so you'll get your, uh, so your attack, your bonus action, which you can use to attack, and then the second attack from the sword, and then your elf shadow will get one. Yeah. You need an elf shadow dice is what you need. I do. Yeah. I was gonna I was gonna ask you too. Because I've always noticed that I've had this in here, but I don't know it says on here that like I can so I have Colossus Slayer, Colossus mm -hmm. Slayer. So it says if the creature's below its hit point maximum, I can deal an extra one D eight. Sure. Okay. So, so I can only deal this uh, I can deal this extra damage only once per turn. Yeah. Okay, so so you'll have to get a 1d8 for that out. Mm -hmm. Cool, that hits. <laughs> and piercing. Okay, and that's so that's for your blade. And then you do you want to add the 1d8 to it? Sure. Okay, so, so roll again and add to it. 15. Yeah, the next yeah. Yeah. So. Alright, so 15, 15 points of damage. It's going to try and use its reaction to pull back from you. Uh, and it does not succeed. Yeah. So um, it takes the full uh, 15 points. Real close. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so that's your your first attack? That's my first attack. So you get a second. Ten. Ten does not hit. <laughs> yeah. So on the back swing, this time it's sort of it's pulled back away from you. Okay. Okay. I'll shadow. I'll shadow. <laughs> or a second attack for your blade. Alright, describe to me how you want to plunge that blade into it. Not that it's, it's not looking good, but it's, uh, yeah, it, it fails on that too. Um, I don't know. <laughs> you come <laughs> up with this stuff, Megan. Get creative, you know how it works. Um, I don't know, I want to like leap off a wall. Off one of the pillars and, yeah. and drive the blade right into it? Yes. Alright, so taking a running start at it, you run up underneath of it, hit the pillar, jump off and bring your blade to the side, back through the middle section of it. You can feel the kind of flames looking at your feet and your face as you go by, and it takes the full... how many? Thirteen. Thirteen points of damage. The blade just carves through it. You can see the the like the moon blade is just glowing vibrantly as you pass straight through this <laughs> thing. Alright. And then you're off shadow, because that was the second attack for your blade. 
Yeah. So, yeah. And I do my and then shadow. one for your all shadow. Yeah. Thirteen. So thirteen just hits, and oh, I'm supposed to roll damage. That was like a level thirteen thing. Yeah. Okay. No. Just hits. So your your all shadow coming up the other side on the opposite path of you uh, brings her shadow moon blade up and slices through it. And what do we got for damage? Not twelve. All right. So it's definitely a magical attack. So no resistance. Okay. This uh, this elemental is not looking good. It is taking a beating. Oh god. Just you wait. Am I allowed to retreat a little bit or? Sure. Okay, I'm gonna try and retreat. Take a little bit of cover, but still keeping my eye on it. Okay. So, uh, well, or uh, the elemental is going to make its turn. Okay. Uh, so. Realizing that you are the, the main problem that it's having, uh, not really paying much attention to Yakim, uh, although it's got little <laughs> kind of in its sights, uh, it's going to strike out at you again and okay. try and grab at you, uh, Drayla. Grab! Thirteen? <laughs> I got fifteen. Okay, so you're just able to pull out of its reach as it passes, so it's going to make a second grab at you. <laughs> not the second one. Uh... 21? <laughs> yeah. Alright. So it just. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, so aiming at you, it's going to. Uh, you're going to take a lot of a lot of fire damage on this one. Um, you feel it's like hot, like fingers wrap around uh, your body uh, as you take. Uh, Nine points of fire damage, so if you want, you can make a dexterity saving throw to see if you can uh, evade its grasp. Of course I want to. Yeah. <laughs> Come on! Save money. No. I don't want to take it. It's in dexterity, you said? Dexterity saving throw. Oh. Fifteen. Alright. So you're able to... Uh, like pull back and uh, it just like just skims by you enough that you can feel your skin just start to burn that little bit so you're going to take uh, four points of fire damage oh <laughs> okay alright so that's the end of its turn uh, now Lilith is going to make her attack on it Okay, uh, so Lilith, uh, you can see her over there, and she starts what you presume is casting again. Uh, and she pulls out a, like from her pocket, she's kind of rummaging around in there, and you see she pulls out a small shell um, that to you looks sort of like a, almost like a marble um, or a snail shell. And she just cups it in her hand, and 
she like blows through it and you can just hear her breathe the words schleppend. Oh my god. Uh, schleppend. Yep. And then <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see. Then we can try and resist. And that is a big old fail. So oh. you guys watch as the She drops the shell. No, no, no. No, it's a fail for the um, elemental. Uh, so you guys watch as the movements and the flame that comprises the elemental slows. And you see it burning in the slowest manner, like the edges of the flame flickering in a very slow uh, like type way. So you can presume that she's cast slow on the creature. So, uh, that's Lola's turn, and then Bears. She's getting... she runs up next to you, Drayla, and, uh, Akeem, what do you want to do? Uh, okay, so I have Shillelagh with a bonus action cantrip, but to cast that, I'm still on an attack. Yep. Alright, so I cast Shillelagh. Uh, would a book club or quarter staff that holds this ability with Nature's Power? Nature's power, the duration you can use your spell casting ability instead of strength. So the spell casting ability is 17. That'd be wisdom, right? Mm -hmm. So 17 plus 3. Uh, for the attack uh, and damage rolls of any of the attacks using that weapon, the weapon's damage type becomes a d8. The weapon also becomes magical if it isn't already. That's, that's excellent. That's good. That's very good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I have a uh, 7 strength regardless. So I use that. And then on my bone tomahawk. Club, yeah, bone <laughs> tomahawk. Uh, I know it has protection from energy already, but my uh, pass without trace is that still active? Is it, is it concentration? Yeah. No. Up to an hour. Uh, but if you're can if, if you're cast if you cast something else that require energy, yeah that requires concentration, then, then okay. you can it drops the other spell. All right. So. If I have the distance to clear, I try to run on, on the outside of the pillar of home. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and Slim Shady brings that uh, <laughs> down on its left. Like, how tall is it? Uh, about 20 feet. Alright, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Try to jump as high as I can. Try to hit it, like, I guess, leg and or flank. Okay. Liberate. So yeah. let's roll for attack. Okay. So this is the first time I've done this. This is a D8, right. right? Nope. You're going to roll your D20 to see if you can land the attack. And then you're going to add your... Hold him tight. No, it's okay, because you're going to add your, wis your wisdom modifier to okay, it. Okay, so 24. No, not the 17. Whatever no, the modifier no. is for it. A little it. one. A little number. I love it. Oh, 7. 7? Seven, so 7 plus 4? No, 7. I rolled a four, and my modifier is plus three. Your wisdom modifier is only plus three. Yeah. Okay. Wisdom seventeen plus three. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So the attack unfortunately doesn't hit. Uh, kind of just passes shy of it. Um. Oh, hold on. Nope. Give me a second. Uh. 
takes it. No, it does just hit because it has a penalty due to the slow spell. Nice. Yeah. The AC I knew there was an AC penalty because slow is a ridiculously good spell. Okay. Uh, oh, I can't use reaction. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Does hit, let's roll for damage. Alright, so that is now just a D8, right? Should be, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Let's see if you're keeping hot weapons. Yeah, he has the tomahawk. Oh. Um, nice and the staff. Tomahawk. Yeah, he's got he's got weapons. Uh, Your tomahawk should have an additional, like a plus for... Where, do you have the stats for any of your weapons there? Okay, it's going to be a plus one on your um, attack bonus, and then it should be, for your tomahawk, it should be like a plus three to damage. So just one roll? Yep. So I have 5d8 for two dice. 5d8 for, that's your hit dice, that's your health. Alright. <laughs> I'm like, 5d8. I've never, I've never been in a fight before. That's so good. Five. Okay, and then add three to it. Eight. Okay, so it takes eight points of damage on that, and it's got no reaction to evade it because it's slowed, and it takes a negative uh, to its AC, so that's awesome. Uh, and it becomes magical if it isn't already. It needed to be magical in order to hit. Um, yeah. Alright, this guy's looking pretty rough. We're back to the top of the order there. My elf shadow's still here? Your elf shadow's still here. Okay. We're gonna do it again. Alright. Clicky, clicky, I roll for attacking. <laughs> Ooh. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. 27. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that for sure hits. <laughs> Are you adding your Colossus Slayer to this one as well? Oh. Uh, you betcha. Yeah. Seriously? It's 20. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Makes it a number. <laughs> I don't know, guys. It's a Alright, oh yeah. Math up to me. Definitely <laughs> fails on that. So, uh... Yeah gonna take full damage on that it can't do anything to save itself with the slow spell active so what are you what are you doing to do some damage to this thing um, I like do something like dexterous yeah or maybe like down like so do you want to try and Climb one of the pillars, like spring off of each of the pillars till you get yeah. to the top, and then jump down. Okay, so yeah. make a for the cool factor, make a dexterity check, which is like an obscene yeah, score for you anyway. Together, so I gotta get my calculator ready. Where'd it go? Who got it? <laughs> what am I at? <laughs> what is it again? What? Just that? Just my regular dexterity. Just your regular dexterity. <laughs> 21. Right. So you guys watch as with uh, relative ease, uh, Drela has her like sword out in front of her, and just you watch her off of one 
post to the next one, landing on top of the, like, crumbling pillar that is there. She jumps up and just drives, like, straight through the fire elemental down. And for a split second, you watch as, like, most of the fire in his extremities just flames out. And there's just this, like, core fire burning, like, left in it. And it lets out this horrible, like, noise. Bitch-ass scream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We got another attack there. <sighs> Such padding. Fucking is so fun, but it's just fault. You're lucky because it's slowed, so it's got a negative to its AC. Just hits. Mm, that's six. That piercing. And it, does your Moonblade not have any additional damage that it adds to it? It probably does. Hold up. I swear that blade does a lot more damage than you have been calculating. Really sorry. No, on the on the sheet. Do, is your Moonblade not on your character sheet? It is on my character sheet, but I just have a uh, moon blade. It's a eight attack bonus, and then it's one d eight plus five piercing. Plus five. That's what you've been missing. You've had to add the plus five. Doing that this whole time. Yeah, you're notorious for this. The plus five gets added to your damage, so it automatically your moon blade before you even roll a dice already does five damage to anything. So how many have you hit three times already so far? Yeah, so you're fifteen points of damage that you could have dealt with that you didn't. <laughs> You're going to have to sit me down and go through this in simple terms. Okay. <laughs> You're not so, getting it. Whatever you just rolled on the D8. Yeah. Add five to that. Yeah, I did. That's what I did. It's one. This one was a one. Oh, and then I've been getting like my 13s and stuff because I've been oh, doing okay. the majority of the time and then I add All right. five. So it's five total? Yeah. No, it's six total. Six total? Because yeah. you're plus one? Yeah. Okay. All right. One. All right. All right. All right. So you're beneath after firing through it in this drow-colored blur, you're underneath of the fire elemental. How would you like to do this? Uh, that rings a little heated core. <laughs> Alright. That's not really. <laughs> 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 really yeah. Alright. Uh, you guys watch as Drela just uh, stands full Drela height beneath the creature that you've been battling. And the heat is pretty intense and she just thrusts the moon blade upwards. And it just disappears for a second, and the entire form of the creature just turns to like a very heavy ash and just crumbles around her on the ground. Can I collect this ash? <laughs> You'd like to? <laughs> I'd like to collect some ashes from the fire. Okay, all right. Yeah, go ahead. As much as I can. Yeah. All right, we'll say you managed. Napkin. You She does not have the napkin. <gasps> We've been through this. <laughs> Oh yeah, not the best thing. Okay. So, uh, as the ash settles around you guys, um, the at the center of the like the pillars, you see Xenophor standing there. His ablazed phoenix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello, Xenophor. Again. <laughs> Can I say what's up to the phoenix? <laughs> so I can talk to him. Yeah, and the phoenix kind of curiously cocks its head to the side and looks at you, and it just says, hello. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, you did well. You did very well. <laughs> Thank you. And in standing in close proximity to him now, uh, you can see, uh, especially with the lighted 
like tail of the phoenix there. Uh, you can see that the arm that has tattoos on it um, beneath like where it's been inked is like burned like there is like the skin has the deformity of being like long ago burns mm -hmm. uh, and he just says now he says you will never suffer the fate that I did after meeting that dragon he says something <laughs> tells me that you've already had an encounter with one yeah we have mm -hmm. And he says, though it won't work on everything that fire or that they breathe, but fire it will. He says, simply hold the blade up, and it will go around you. <laughs> <laughs> and you just see Lilith come walking up, and you can see her trying to like touch the the feathery tail <laughs> of like the phoenix that's draping down. Ask the phoenix if it wants to get out of here. <laughs> it's sort of like it looks at you oddly and uh you can see that uh like Lilith is is like pressing her hand into like its tail feathers and it's not burning her like so the 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 fire is very definitely magic in the same terms that your uh like your dancing lights would be where it's not actually hot unless you need it to be fire um and you just see Xenophor kneel down so that she can pet it a little bit more. And, uh, and he looks at you and he says, are you talking to my bird? Yeah. <laughs> he he kind of shrugs and he says, is it answering back? Yeah. Super chill. <laughs> and, uh... Would probably like to not be confined to this fiery hell pit inferno. <laughs> he kind of laughs at you, and uh, he says, well, we're not always confined to a fiery hell pit inferno, however, and he says it, it would uh, would suit it better. If it's already, I don't know, indenturing animals to servitude, <laughs> if it would like to be our companion, then I'm pretty sure to have a phoenix. So with that, he sort of like lifts it up and it takes off and unlacing the gauntlet, he passes it to you. He says, try to continue the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he says, just uh, take care of it. And he says, and it'll take care of you. I've got my word. When I take the gauntlet, I look at the tattoo on his arm. Is it, it, comes, it, only, it comes down to like here. Okay. So it wasn't underneath the gauntlet. Anyway. I'm nice and close to it though. Does it look familiar at all or have any language or anything it's not it seems that it's been illustrated just to cover up um the burns okay. that were originally in like it, it's presumable by the way that it's designed that the burns happened and then the ink was put in afterwards to sort of mask the horror that is the that's fair the burn marks it's a cosmetic it has an old name, he says, but like anything, it's been reborn, so it word. is yours I, I to name. I asked the bird, what should I call it? The phoenix, the bird, for this offensive term. Derogatory. And the bird comes to, like, circle up around where you are. What are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to put the gauntlet on. Okay. 
this, you notice from where it's been formed to Xenophore's forearm for some time, it fits a little loose and you gotta pull against the strings to get it a little tighter. And, uh... Um, did it respond? It's sort of, it's circling around above your head. Over your... I'm gonna put my arm out for it to land there, or motion to one of the pole rounds. Sure. Let's just sit there. Because the fire's not hot at one point. It's not hot. And, and I'm as worried it, about it catching my dreads on fire. As it glides down um, and chooses to sit on your, your pauldron there, right up next to you. Um, yeah, you can feel the like you can feel the magical essence of like the tail feathers um, that kind of cascade down in that, that slow flame. Um, but yeah, it doesn't feel hot. It just feels like air Super movement. Cool. Yeah. And, uh, and it just it says to you, it says, pick something noble, something fitting. Can't put me on the spot like this, <laughs> Mr. Phoenix. That's <laughs> 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 what you call him. <laughs> Mr. Any tips, Unicorn? Going forward? Unicorn? <laughs> <laughs> Anises, uh, Anises, just, Anises, keep your, keep your wits about you. Just don't, uh, if it seems too good to be true, it is. <laughs> Anises is your arranger after my own heart, Drayla. Anises, you're doing us proud. <laughs> and then, with that... All of you find yourselves back in the candle keep study. A bird on your shoulder. Bobby Keen. <laughs> <laughs> I take that hair here and say, well, you fucking up in gay a second. I don't know if I was the one that brought you guys there. It doesn't matter. Awesome. <laughs> Good job. And you just see Lilith is like reaching up and she's sort of like grabbing onto like your arm to pull herself up a little higher and she's just like ruffling like the feathers of the phoenix all over the place. <laughs> and she's like, Mom never lets me touch her birds. What <laughs> <laughs> a bird at the phoenix. <laughs> you will respect it. Can I pick up Lilith? Oh, that's good. Okay. I can give her a little hug. <laughs> good call on the swelling. And she's You'll have like, to teach me that sometime. She's like, I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> More than cool. Then I'm going to annoyingly ruffle her hair. Yeah. She's got a ponytail, so it's just sort of... Then. Well, she has kind of, like, bangs. Do it, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> hair out of the ponytail. <laughs> uh, all right. What would you guys like to do next? Do I burn some now? Uh, you, you feel a little singed. Um, and then Lilith looks up at you and she goes, Do you want to see if it works? What works? The Moonblade for resisting fire. That's what it does, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. She's like, Okay, all right, ready? All right. And so she, she backs away to like the one side. I also back away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she, yeah, she backs away um, to the one side and. Uh, <laughs> you see her like bring her hands up again and like the like this is a pretty traditional like firebolt type thing that she looks like she's about to do and uh and she just says uh like she's like ready? No, I'm ready. <laughs> and she's like fire 
So, out comes. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Scary. fire damage, so it just engulfs the entire half, uh, including where you are standing, Yakim, of, uh, and just this, like, like, just large cone-shaped bolt of fire. Uh, so Drela, with the sword out in front of you, you just feel the flames and the heat just streak past you on either side, breaking right where the blade is, not touching you or anything that's behind you. You, on the other hand... <laughs> You're standing there with your phoenix, yeah. uh, and enveloped as if there is nothing that could possibly touch you. The fire just breaks and curls around where you are as well. I knew it! <laughs> I also have that protection from fire energy going off still, too. Is that a concentration spell? Yeah. Mm, probably not. Um, Did he get it? Too? And you didn't cast anything else? No. Other than show it, but it's a cantrip. Okay. Um... Technically, yes. Uh, however, protection related. from fire wouldn't bend, wouldn't bend it, not like that. It would give you, it would half the damage that you would take. Uh, but this, nothing is touching you. Well, this experiment, I think we should try it on Yakeem. And she's like, you want me to cast it again on Yakeem? I mean, I'm just, I was kind of curious if he got the same type of benefit for fighting the demon thing with me. I mean... Did we all get it? Consent would be nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think maybe I'm kind of interested in what's going on here because usually fire would be the last thing that would. Yeah, let's do this. Okay. All right. She's yeah. like, okay, and she's like, ready, and she's like, fire. So it's gonna be. So she was casting ten points worth of fire damage directly at you. And you just, in the same manner as it just did, it just breaks and passes around you like a current. You feel like a stone in a stream. You can literally see, like, the flames licking around you, and it's not touching you. Okay. Reentry spacecraft. Yep. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I just kinda... No, try it with this bird. No, no. <laughs> it's, it's a bird. It's a phoenix. I'm naming it River. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you didn't want to name him Joaquin? <laughs> yeah, Joaquin's a little too up the nose. That's yeah. I, uh, And then I just kind of shoot a glance at River. <laughs> and he just, he just nods his regal head at you. Can I fist bump his wing? <laughs> you like hold it up and he's kind of like... Like, like you're, you're gonna do that, and he just looks, lifts up one of his like three like toad paws, feet, bird feet, talons, talons and just sort of, like, <laughs> sort of like sort of like puts it up as far as out as he can extend it. She's like, I don't, I don't think that I'm. Not from there, I don't think I can resist fire. She's like, I can resist fire, but I don't think it's from there. Hmm. Keep in mind, she might have already been resistant to fire. 
You ever blasted the little one with fire before? <laughs> 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 Just start blasting all the little kids with fire. What about me? You know I'm a little girl, okay? <laughs> so, what was that all about? I just attuned my moon blade. No, yeah. I mean, everything that happened after that. The guy, the giant fire monster elemental. Oh. The seemingly imbued characteristic of resistance to fire that we all innately have. Yeah, well, I, I told you that my moon blade had runes on it. Runes are like, kind of like protection type thing. Each individual life essence of people who have wielded the sword before me goes into it. And yes. they've added characteristics. To so it. there's new runes on it now? Oh yeah, there's a few other ones. Like when it glows, that was because of somebody else. When it glows like you're in danger. But that's like, those are new runes yeah, from that guy only now? The, the runes have always been there. Yeah. Oh, so they don't get like added when mm. new things happen? Mm. No. no. They're always on it. It's just now she can access the. Uh, each of the runes stands for a certain. Is it tied to like a previous family member and is a. and like a person who could wield it? So that guy, you knew that guy already? Well, I just know he progressed his notes because really I've just been finding all this stuff out myself. So all of them from my next add another one I need to attune to. Wait, you called that guy? Xenophor. That was the dude who who wrote that book. Yeah. Pretty cool. And he's dead now? Yeah. If he's in in the sword, he's dead. (laughs) Yeah. That's what happens when a sword wheeler dies, you go into the sword. So that's what happened to you? If I die. (laughs) (laughs) can you talk to people in the sword I haven't really tried that other than when I attune it I talk to people I talk to people who are in the sword yeah and usually like when I'm attuning it I'm trying to learn the runes that are there so talk to some people well I'd want to ask him about the day wild (laughs) but I kind of don't want to go back there for that matter I don't know if I can. I've never tried to go back to talk to a specific person before. Every time I've gone into it, it's been the next person. So you don't get the control to talk to anyone? No. I've never tried to ask them, why didn't you talk to anybody in the sword, though? I mean, like, sit down and, I guess, call people out. Do you want to try? <laughs> sure. Are we spent right now? I don't think there's a limit on how many times I try and talk to my sword. Don't like that look, though. <laughs> well, because there's still one. <laughs> I'm not, like, these things seem to be getting, like, a little bit more difficult as the time goes on, so. I don't know if we were to go into the next room, we might be facing the same thing. Because it's a bit more challenging. But I really don't know. Because it was originally crafted with other ones, like the you know the, the rapid strike. Yeah, because that gives you the second strike. Yeah. But then there's silent warning. Mhm. That's the glow. Illusions. It says protecting illusions to disguise the wielder. Mhm. And then it also gave. Mhm. Are those things I can use, or do I attune to the sword? 
Uh, those are things you can use currently. You don't really have any idea how to use them. Um, consider that it might be linked to your obsolescence so soon, given the description of the one. So what? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I always wondered about this. Yes. Okay. Whew. That was fun. What would you guys like to do next? Um. What time is it? Seven o'clock. Bring them iron. Well, you don't have to, but it would, with my guidance, help you maybe speak to some people or less It's just two different types of hallucinogens that you would use. One is the vision quest. After an hour after taking it, you'll have intense visions. You can go into a coma that state. Uh, you'll be able, unable to control the visions. They might be creatures, places, enemies, and allies, echoes from the past and the future. Four hours after consuming the seeds, uh, you'll get momentary control of the visions. You can ask a single question as if you cast divination. Our people believe that it's of Utau, our day god, light of the god of light that replies. You have to interpret the meaning and answer yourself. You that if you're There's that version. How long does that last? Uh. <laughs> take? Seems like four to six hours. Your average mushroom trip, or you can use a an apple, which is one where I uh, <laughs> guide you through it. And that's the visions of a distant place. So you can see visions of the future or the past and ask a question, or have a vision of a distant place. Or you can. What do you want to do here? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm down to do it because I think we need to figure out what this orb is. Because that's the orb of interplanar melting. Hopefully I can use it back to that. Sorry, I'm just <laughs> mimicking the dog but over I don't want to be... I don't want to be in any longer than I was last time. No, it's 
spine, I understand. Juniors have gone for the first time. Make it so. Make it so. Alright. What uh start rounding up some Pokemon here. Okay. Can we head to like a room where I can just be like locked in this time so I'm not like free roaming anywhere we don't normally like know what's going on inside of my door? Okay, do you, do you guys want to go back to like your quarters? So we're in that like hidden library room that doesn't exist. True. Yeah. And just to specify, like, the door did close behind you, you are in a closed space. And I'm not going to be incapacitated. You both won't be incapacitated. He's got a river, man. <laughs> He's cool with me calling him that, right? Yes, he was, he was fine. Yeah. Alright. Uh, I can We could, the three of us, do a strength check and push that giant little desk over. Yeah. That's the layer of the room, right? That's the layer of the room, yeah. Alright, so strength check for the two of you plus Lilith to see if you guys can move the desk. Is my uh, shillelagh still on? Oh, it's a weapon damage, not the strength. Yeah. 16. your strength modifier. Oh, the modifier was 16. Yeah, I was like, for sure this is a minus one. 16, 8. Alright, let's, uh, you just need an average greater than 15. So. What's your roll? 19. <laughs> you guys can't move the desk. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't budge. Can we try it again? All right. However, Lola, like <laughs> I'll, all you guys start pushing like the desk, and it's just it's not like budging. Like this thing is heavy. What if uh, 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 can rivers start flying into it too? <laughs> He's not. He all shadow. Keen on that. Uh, Lola says, "Hold on, hold on," and she <laughs> she looks at you, uh, uh, Drela, and she. Um, like starts rummaging in her pockets again, uh, and she pulls out what looks like a bunch of pine pitch, and then like jams it in her mouth and starts chewing, and you notice that she starts like blowing bubbles and popping them, and then she uh, blows one particularly large bubble, and then she points at you and she says, "You're big now." Oh god! And you just feel everything shrink in size. Uh, around you yeah. as you double in height awesome. and stature. Awesome. <laughs> hey, if I'm giant, will they only affect me half? Because they're for a male person? Yeah. The drugs have to roll at a disadvantage? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so would you like to move the uh, <laughs> would you like to move the desk? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll right. the Make a roll with advantage, because you're ginormous. Nine. <laughs> Wait, is that nine or sixteen? That's nine. Oh my god. That's six. That's <laughs> yeah, six. So, nine and six. with the help of the... And that, is that, like... Oh, you have a zero strength modifier? <laughs> okay, so if you guys want to still help. Yeah, I think we'll help. Okay, so make a roll. Oh, we get big bitch. That's going to get better than the last one. Three. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Uh, is this happening? I'm going to try to push this test. Oh, yeah. Nope. That still, even with your LA being large, you guys. Right. <laughs> Let's cannot move the desk. Let's just get on the desk. Is there a chair? I'm going to sit in my big ass down. Chair, whatever you said, door handle. I'll just sit against the door. Yeah, you're huge. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it'll make Grant's advantage on strength check. Okay. So it only lasts a minute. So after a minute, you just feel yourself return to normal size. Lilith kind of shrugs and is like, it's a heavy desk. Um, what's your, you and you, what are your passive perceptions? Uh, my passive perception is 16. Just like perception? Mm-hmm. Passive okay. perception at the bottom of your skill, or your... Hi, baby. Uh, you both have fairly high passive perception. Okay, so to both of you, that seems particularly odd that the three of you were not able to move this desk. Like, it looks like it's a heavy desk, but it looks like that it's more... It's cleared it's, it's Yeah, it's unnecessarily heavy. Like, it seems like there's something either affixing it in place, uh, or, like, it, it just seems like it should be movable. Is it made out of wood? It is made out of wood. You've cleared everything out of the desk except like you've you pretty much yeah it's you've just the parchment yeah and the quills and the quills and stuff the parchment was just blank writing parchment you found in the bottom drawer so you take everything I want to take everything out of the desk completely stock desk mm-hmm. put it all on that back table okay so it's completely empty mm-hmm. it's still about the same height weight yeah it still feels like you can't move in it's made out of wood mm-hmm versus wood fucker. Or you just clear off the top of it. Is there like can I like completely just fucking throw shit off? Yeah, uh, you came already moved everything onto the back table. Oh, like, okay. Everything no. is there's just desk. Okay. There's no like Fair. weird inscriptions or yeah. not on the top surface of the desks. Yeah. Uh, make an investigation check. Yeah, let's yeah. Down the list. Dude, this one was looking for. I know. Traps and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, there doesn't appear... No. Uh, investigation. Investigation. Fifteen. Fifteen? Okay. There doesn't appear to be any inscriptions or anything amiss, other than the desk still feels immovable. And it's on a rug. It's on a rug that Drayla tried to move and couldn't move. Can I try to move the rug again? Sure. Make a strength check. <laughs> 
Can I try and do it with my dexterity? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just see. Do a backflip. That's a one. That's a one. Not budging. I only have to use the death No. Can I just roll up part of the carpet? Just move, like, just Which roll part up. of the carpet would you like to roll up? The part in front of the desk or the part, like, on the left side, right side, or behind the desk? Oh, it goes all the way behind the desk, too? So, like, the desk is on the middle of oh. the carpet. Okay, so then I want to roll, yeah, I just want to, I'm, Like, if you were sitting here, it would be this side that you're trying to roll, or the side that you no, sit the side on? that you sit on. Okay. Uh, so you roll up that, and it's just more floor underneath. So the, I unroll that, roll up the other side. The, the front side? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so rolling that up, <laughs> uh, once you push it as far as you can up against the desk, uh, you do notice there is a what appears to be like a slight marking uh, underneath where the desk is sitting on top of. Uh, it looks like it's like um, intentional. It looks like a single black line uh, with like a 90 degree on it like this. Like you can see this portion of it. And that's everything else is concealed underneath the desk. It's a trapdoor thing. Hell yeah. That'll be it. Hmm. There's nothing on the desk though. There's nothing on the desk. The desk, the, the desk appears to be just a desk. And yeah, at this point, the only way we're going to be able to bring this in is if we like, take it apart and build piece by piece. Can we take the drawers out and try and move it? Uh, go ahead. Nope, you can just pull the drawers out. Take all the drawers out. None of those seem strangely heavy. I'm trying to push over the desk. Make a strength check. I, I start helping. Ah. Oh, seven. <laughs> Fourteen. Ah. Not going anywhere. Alright. Uh, so it's all wood. There's no metal anywhere on it? All wood. I mean, it seems like our only option, yeah. We both, like, time strike just to the top of the desk and try to smash it down. What are you hitting it with? Does... Might be a really stupid question, but... <laughs> could something like Lesser Restoration <laughs> lift something that might be magically put on this? No. Damn it! <laughs> what if it is... Poisoned by, <laughs> poisoned by the sword or whatever it is. Magic's keeping it here. Okay. Uh, so you see Lilith standing there staring at this, and she's like, What are we? Are we trying to move the desk, right? Yes. Yeah. And she's like, What if it goes up? That would be perfect for it. Uh, and she says, Yeah, I can do that. 
stitches. Please do. And she says, okay. Uh, so you see her kind of like rub her hands together and then just like look at the desk and then just does this. And you see the desk kind of shake a little bit and then start to like lift straight up. Um, to your surprise, uh, underneath the desk where the uh, like two legs would have been, uh, so the one on this side and the one on this side, there's two metal rods that have been put into the floor um, that hold the desk in place. Uh, you would rec you would recognize them. You've seen them before um, in Baldur's Gate as something called an immovable rod. So a magic imbued rod that is literally immovable. Um, and they were used as like pegs to keep the desk in place. They are concealed within like the legs of the desk. Uh, so as they... You're speaking of this desk and the Hmm? You're talking about the desk and the ward? No, no, this is just, they're just something that um, oh, you, you would have seen. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're not common, they're just un, like they're an uncommon object that is something that would have been of interest to the Flaming Fists. They would, you would, they would have had them, you would yeah. have seen them. Um, you would have never seen them used in this manner, but this is a use for them. Um, <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Yeah, you see her just kind of move it up and then like over to the side of the room and put it down. Why don't you keep pushing over towards the door? And she's like, okay. Thanks a lot. Just over the door it goes. I kneel down so she can have it. Okay. She's just like twining her fingers in with like his magical tail feathers. And, like she seems pretty set on like these. This is it. That's a job. To uh, roll up the rest of this rug to unveil whatever this is we see. Okay, um, so you see an inscription on the floor in a circle pattern, and with the passive perception that you guys collectively have, uh, you see the circles on the floor that are empty, and then space between it, you see markings that match the markings of the tiles that you have. I'm going to stand back and pull out my iPhone and take a picture. <laughs> 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 well, imagine if we play D&D with such technology. Don't, don't worry. Yeah. One day we'll get there. Uh, so grab the stones and runes off the back desk and start lining them up. Lining them out. There's okay. no doors or anything underneath it, it's just these markings. It's just the markings in a circular pattern on the floor with like lines running similarly between some of them. Are these post metal post things in our way? No. Metal post things are offset far enough that they don't affect. These things are between the metal posts as if they were centered directly underneath the desk. But Yeah, so let's uh, organize the roots and the stones and the markings on the floor. Okay, so I will lay out for you how they would match up. I know, we need things that represent the stones. There was a purple one over here. There it is. There's the purple one. Um, it's in the, in the lantern. 
are these purple? They were purple. Exactly. They've faded. In, <laughs> they faded. My color lines drastically. Yeah. Neat. Very yellow. Interesting. Okay. Anyway. Once upon a time. Purple once upon a time. Okay. Yeah, I'll try and do this facing you again. I'm gonna pull my phone on the table and take a picture of you're doing too much. It's just like different something <coughs> doing something to represent the red stone since we don't have the stones you have stones you're not throwing my dice you have stones in your box yeah. in your box <laughs> you have company <laughs> <laughs> not that stones or that box <laughs> no they should they should be not that box the big box they should be in there they should be a big one there you go What are these stones? Mining stones. Oh! Or I totally wrote down that. <laughs> Just leave that box. Oh, Mufba. <laughs> Why did you say so? Yeah, going on. Anything to say? Loading symbol. Is it a circle? Right? <laughs> it is a circle. Okay. It's really, really, really bad at making circles. Mm -hmm. Megan's got circles. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, shit. The pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> the pigeons have iPhones now. Yeah. <laughs> pigeon you call pigeon. <laughs> All right. Alright. So after some like moving around of the symbols and the rocks, etc., uh, this is the arrangement as per the floor that you figured out fits uh, each of the stones and the tiles that you have. Does this pattern look at all familiar to you? No? Is anything happening? Is anything happening? Are they all glowing? They're not only are they all glowing, they're glowing brighter than you've seen them glow, and the central purple stone starts to levitate. Hakeem, what do you think is happening? I'm gonna ask you the same question. <laughs> is your sword glowing? Is your sword glowing? Your sword is not glowing. Is um, there anything else in the room? The longer that you guys are looking at this, uh, the other stones start to levitate, and they angle such that when they glow, the light that comes off the glow um, kind of, like looking through um, like a prism glass where it gets that one 
beam of light that comes off of each side of it when it's reflected. Each one is sort of reflecting that color of light onto the floor, and they're all meeting in the center where the purple stone is. So you're getting this sort of almost compass-like refractal of lights off of the, the glowing stones.
She grabs your hand back, and you guys touch the stone. Yep. All right, and bam, you guys leave the room behind. But we invite because we realize you're calling. We're in Canada. And <laughs> and that's where we're gonna end the session tonight. Oh. Couldn't even get a quick where am I now? Do you want a quick word? Yes, yeah. go on. All right. Just a few left. Just a tease of like, whoa, and then. All right. Uh, so, Drela, you and Lilith arrive immediately, uh, almost, like, seconds after uh, Yakim does, and you uh, arrive in this space um, just behind him, uh, and you're still standing there, sort of awestruck as to what it is that you're looking at. Um, it appears that you're in some sort of jungle. Uh, it's sort of a dense, like, heavy moisture to the air. The ground appears to be, like, the, uh, like, just downtrodden, like, plants and, uh, and, like, debris from, like, general jungle fauna, foliage, etc. Um, and the, the trees are just giant that are around you. Like, they're larger than any that you're accustomed to in Faerun, with the exception of the Cromanthor Forest, is the thing that you could most liken this to. Um, especially the glowing, uh, like, blooms of a lot of the trees around you uh, sort of cast this, like, very ethereal-type light around the space. Um, and there's just these large vines that are hanging off of everything and the edges of the leaves are just imbued with this blue, this bright blue color, almost like what would be akin to like a glowing jellyfish. And it just snakes up through these plants that are climbing these trees, some of which the bark is glowing like vibrant pinks and purples on. And uh, a lot of the, the flowers of the plants that are near you are just oversized, like to the point where they'd be larger than like your arm's length. Um, and you were just transfixed looking at this uh, stag in the clearing. Staff and <laughs> bow tomahawk from the air. Just uh, so there's just this beautiful stag that's standing in the clearing ahead of you. Um, Pull my crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> what? Paul. Uh, it's got this, I do. this white hazy glow to it and on the rear flank of it it has these um almost tribal-esque markings in like this blue pale uh glowing light um as it just like dips its head down to drink um taking no real notice of your arrival uh does any of this look familiar to me or is this all new this is all new you've never seen anything like this 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 does look familiar to you This, based on all the descriptions that you have ever read, yep. <laughs> looks like the Feywild. So you know. This I looks know like now. Feywild. <laughs> like a different version of... A very different version of your... Uh, of your world. So I'm semi-comfortable, semi-blown away. Yeah, if, if your world, if your jungle was imbued with an absolute ass ton of magic, this is what it would look like. We have a quick question. What's good berry? <laughs> <laughs> I know it restores HP. <laughs> One point of HP. You know? Yeah. Are you still hurting? 
No, well, I didn't care, but I was just gonna wait for Brett. But your chest is really good. No, it just moved you enough. I just like want to refresh myself. I'd have to sleep. You could sleep. I take a quick fiber. Pretty tired from playing that game. Says it's the one that meditates for sleep. I could turn into a giant, one of these giant fucking trees that I can see now. Can you, uh, shelter me? And then you can climb up those branches. Meditate. Is that what you guys want to do right now? Yeah, I'm gonna meditate. You just see Lilith is just like, yeah, she's just like touching everything that she possibly can. Like. I'm just gonna. And this is nothing I've ever seen before in hallucinations and spirit journey guides. Nope. But I find the biggest voluminous willow tree looking thing that I can see and turn into a centipede and get a sneeze. I can get a sneeze. I'm going to throw my lasso up and see if I can somehow try to light the tree. <laughs> Before I do that, sorry, I'm going to tell River that I'm going to take a break and just uh, hang out in this tree. I'm going to turn into a tree and you'll be safe. And with your passive perception um, that you have, you make the immediate connection that the appearance of river and the appearance of this place are synonymous. That this is where river would have come from. It'd break my heart either, but you're home, so I get it if you want to leave, but... And he says, it's no more home to me than anywhere else. And he says, I will come with you. Alright, so you guys, tree. yeah, tree, Lilith, you guys, just to make sure Lilith is going to stay, and she's like, I'll stay, I'll sleep, I'm tired, okay, I'm cut her, making sure that, her, sp- her spell roster is getting pretty, yeah. pretty lean, <laughs> I need one of those, I don't know what that was, so. oh, it's a spell tracker, to, kn- to know how many, <laughs> it's like, how many, she just yeah. has a crystal one, so this is all the spell slots that she has, and then as she uses them up, they get crystals put in them so that I know I don't have any more of those for Lilith. So, if you want one, I can make you one, Trayloth. I always lose track of okay. them. <laughs> <laughs> or I can make them. We have ones for, like, dice, too. Like, you can put the dice in and then turn the dice as you use them until it gets down to zero. Yeah. All right. You do have acquired ashes of fire elemental, not demon. Um, it's a young thing, sorry. Yours? Yeah. yeah. Wow. How long did you have to live? Well, he's not like a baby. He's like, he's just a younger phoenix. Like he's a full-fledged phoenix. He's just not old, old. So probably like an adult phoenix. Yeah. He's not a baby. He's an adult phoenix. Yeah. He's just like a younger phoenix. He's not like on the way out, gonna burst into flames any day now. He's not like Dante. I was just looking at the Dante phoenix, and it looks like there's young phoenix and adult phoenix. He's an adult. Well, I don't like young phoenix phoenix anymore. <laughs> they fight. Everyone's advice to you is cryptic. It's very. Confucius. There gonna be some changes. <laughs> oh, 
where do we go from here? Because now it's you and I mm -hmm. stuck mm -hmm. in God knows what the state wild. Hopefully, I'll see you. Did I tell him that it was the state wild? I don't know if you told him. He knows this is where River came from, but he's unsure <clears> of. <throat> you can tell him it's you a fake. He can. It, you right? can still talk to him. I can hear you as a tree. Are you are you falling asleep? Is that what you're up to? Like are um, you gonna nap with Lilith? Yeah. Okay. So you guys find a comfy spot on the tree that is Yakim that has like a smooth silvery bark to it and in mimicking the other trees that are around them and like the leaves kind of give off like this soft glow. And uh, you find a comfortable spot where, like, the limb meets the tree that's wide enough for you and her to kind of, like, sit back against the tree and fall asleep on. Uh, as you fall asleep, you return to that dream that you had about the orb. <laughs> no! Uh, this time, though, instead of... Um, having fallen through, you get the distinct impression that you're the same place. Uh, you're standing on top of a roof. Um, and looking down, you presume that that's where you had fallen in the original dream. You just get the, the strong sense that this is where that dream should have started. Um, as opposed to falling this time, uh, looking around, you take in your surroundings. Mm -hmm. And now, with a little bit more knowledge of it. Uh, you recognize the trees as the same trees that are surrounding you now. Uh, oh my god. The roof itself uh, appears to be uh, of like natural construction, so like made of like wood, like almost what you would equate to like a feeder shake type style. Uh, the houses that are in this small hamlet are uh, like sort of close together, one kind of flows into the other one. Um, it would be something that would strike you as like forest type dwellers, um, and that this settlement had been here for quite some time. You're on, you're standing on the roof of the centermost uh, building, and it seems that everything in the town sort of centers around this particular building, and it seems to be a little bit more elevated than the others. Uh, below you there's a river that flows through, and the trees, sort of, their roots sort of dip into it, and you can see these glowing type fish that are kind of like mm -hmm. making just pools in the water below. Glowing <laughs> uh, fish. Anything in particular you want to look at? I'm on a roof, you said, in mm -hmm. the central of this town. Mm -hmm. The trees around me look like the trees that were in the town. That you are sleeping in, yeah. Yeah. Is there any, there's nobody there, I'm assuming? There's not anybody in your immediate vicinity. Um, it also appears to be dark. It's all moonlit. Is there any, like, footprints or anything that I can see that would, like, follow? Oh, well, you're on a roof. How do I get off? Okay, so you want to go ahead and get off the roof? Yes. All right. Uh, so moving to the edge of the building, um, from your vantage point, it appears to be maybe like uh, nine to ten feet to drop down to the ground closest to you. Mm -hmm. Anything else? I'm going to jump and roll. 
Okay. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> jumping off the roof from what you would normally feel, uh, a 10 foot drop would be nothing for Drayla. This feels like this fall takes forever. And luckily, the ground comes up quick, but you are able to roll with no problem. You seem to still have, like, the dexterity to feel, but however, once you stand up and are walking, you feel as though you might only be about three feet high. Is my body? You feel very small. I look at my hands. You have stubby little fingers that are not what you're accustomed to with your normally like long elven fingers, and your forearms seem a lot slimmer and smaller. Uh, however, you still have like the darkish tinged skin. Is there a mirror? There is water. There is water. There is a river. I'd like to go in and try and find some water and look in. Okay. Uh, so making your way over to the edge of the uh, pool of water there. Um, you look over, and though it's running, so it's a bit of a marred image, you can't really see what you're looking at. Um, you see gnomish features with, uh, like, sort of frizzy hair pulled back to the sides, and, like, very simple, um, like, clothing. Hmm. Can I go inside one of these houses? Sure. I'd like to go inside where they're running. There's no, like, is there any stores or anything that I see? No. You no. just see that they're all, they seem to be all unlabeled and as dwellings. Okay. So yeah. you're going to try and go inside one of the closest yeah. houses? Okay. So you walk up the steps, and now that you're looking about, you, this does look like a gnome settlement that you would have seen in Faerun. Um, as you reach out to open the doorknob, of the closest house, uh, you wake up and you're sleeping in the tree with a little curled up next to you. Oh, this is gonna happen every time I dream. <laughs> oh fuck! You ate the fluffy that was on the pillow, didn't you? Yeah, it probably didn't taste very good. Roll. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that's where we will stop. <laughs> for real this time. Yeah, sorry. Going forward, are we playing all of our next ones without other people? We'll see what happens. Or do we have to do this? <laughs> <laughs>